Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. I'm going gay. What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? That's a bombshell. What's new, J-Dubs? Welcome to the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Funniest night show in America. Best nighttime entertainment in Orlando. I am El Hefe. That is J-Dubs. The question is, can you be somebody tonight? 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. That's how you be somebody in the Hideout. You pick up the phone, you dial. Matt Albert, third Mike, and writer is here, taking up a lot of room here in studio. He's a six foot five, five hundred pounds, twenty one year old black virgin with uh, graying hair and patchy baldness. Chunks, executive producer of the Hideout, running around. He'll be your host for the Hideout Headlines Game Show here in about fifteen minutes. Um, you heard the headlines in the Phillips file. You turn them into prizes here in the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Tommy Bateman, our director, on top of the talk and roll controls. Responsible for the hideout page on the newly designed RealRadio.fm. And Gibbs is the unpaid producer screening your phone calls. All right, J-Dubs. I know it's said a lot of times. This time I genuinely mean it. We have about a week's worth of show to pack into tonight. A lot of it probably may not get done till tomorrow. Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff that we've got to do, including... Uh, getting you qualified four more times for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. That will happen tonight. Uh, definitely, without a doubt. There's one after the Hideout Headlines game show, then at 8.15, 9.15, and 10.15. Last week, Chris Morton of Orlando won $500 in gas money from Shell. This week, it could be you. There are only 20 qualifiers, including the four from tonight, and we draw the winner during the open door tomorrow night here in the Hideout. All right, Dubs, it is Thursday. So that means it's time for the Chunks Fat Man Diary. We will do that this hour because we are so jam-packed. Yeah, the the later part of the show, the early part of the show, so full we only found one little spot to fit the Fat Man Diary in. So that will be uh, coming up at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. Of course, we have the Hideout Door Prize Blowout, a game show we do. We do a different game show every night at 9 o'clock. And uh, tonight it is a game show that Deuce Childerone has come up with. Yay. I'm I'm stoked about it because it involves Matt Albert. Oh. And I will only give you that little hint. Does Matt know the game yet? No. Nope. And he will not be happy. So it should be. <laughs> he looks happy. Look at him. So it should be fun. Um, in addition to that, of course, we'll do Hey Hideout, your unscreened phone calls. After 10, we'll talk about injuries during sex. Uh, there was a news story out about that on MSNBC. Uh, we have to talk about our Oscar picks. On the Hideout page on uh, RealRadio.fm, we have done something 
where we uh, we chose the Oscars and who was going to do what in the Oscars. Now, whoever picks the fewest winners, and you can see our picks, whoever picks the fewest winners has to go kind of, well, I got the idea from Brokeback, mm-hmm. but has to go camping with the craziest heretic of them all, ex-Marine Zeppelin. Actually, Zeppelin sent Matt a note today via MySpace, I think, about camping. I guess he thinks Matt's already going to lose. What did it say, Matt? He said, I hope you lose because there's a Klansman that's my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that'll be great for you or me. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. And and we picked these, like, over a month ago. so Right these, after the nominations. Yeah, these are just so old. I don't even know why I picked some of the people mind, in each category. Mind you, too, that um, we haven't seen any of the movies. I didn't see them when I chose them, but I, I did see Brokeback. And I, we all went back and have looked at our picks, again, on the hideout page on radio.fm. Every single one of us is, oh, God, what was I thinking? Yeah. How did I pick Munich for best picture? <laughs> Although I'm the only one that did that, the rest of you picked broke back. So anyway, we'll 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 go in depth about that. I want to remind you too, the Hideout Bowling League officially kicks off this Saturday. It is not too late for you to join. Dollar uh, Miller Lite drafts, also Miller Lite Hideout T-shirts for everyone who gets signed up. It's at the Brunswick Wakiva Lanes on 436 in a The information's on HideoutHeretics.net. I went there today. Uh, I went there and got a new. Uh bag for my ball and uh I love- oops and i did a little bowling me and me and chunks both uh bowled a couple games how'd you do not bad uh first game kind of slow i got like 106 but the, the second game 149 or 148 damn bro yeah nice the last frame 10th three strikes three the turkey is that what it's called it's not a hat trick it's a turkey it's a turkey it's a turkey oh i didn't know that is it only fits in the 10th frame no if three strikes in a row are a turkey um what does your bowling bag have my Chuck's bowling stomach. bag <laughs> my bowling bag is a regular small bag with uh a skull on it and the <laughs> pins as uh, the crossbones I've got the Jolly Roger of the bowling bags. That'll go really nice with your... Uh... Miller High Life ball? Yeah. That fits. You're classy, Doug. I am. I'm going to pick up some bowling shoes tomorrow. Fantastic. <laughs> You're really getting into the bowling league. Mm-hmm. You're re- You're loving it. All, right, all the information for that on hideoutheretics.net. All right, another reason we're so jam-packed, um, K-Fed did something to Britney Spears that actually kind of makes me like him now we've run him down so much because of his songs because of his attitude i think he did something that finally helped him get over with me and i'm excited to talk about it because it'll be a fantastic discussion um i already talked about the chunks fat man diary oh somebody from the orlando predators will be stopping by with i believe brett bushy cool uh, whom i played basketball with this afternoon um so that should be a lot of fun they got a big game coming up this sunday uh, Sunday afternoon, and J-Dubs. Uh, we'll have tickets to give away for that, by the way, and just here in a second with the uh, Hideout Headlines game show. And the big thing I want to talk about, though, and maybe we'll go ahead and play the news story, um, is this teacher in Colorado who is in, I guess, big trouble for a 20-minute kind of rant he did, I think, teaching, lesson, 
uh, that was anti-Bush, anti-capitalism, not so favorable on the history of America. Here's the news story. And then I'll tell you what we have for you afterwards. Well, it's not known yet what will happen to a high school teacher who was recorded on tape by one of his students giving his political views to his geography class. For now, the teacher is on administrative leave pending the outcome of an investigation by the Cherry Creek School District. Niners reporter Kerry McClure is live at Overland High where the teacher works. And Kerry, the teacher is currently not facing any disciplinary action. No, he's not, Mark, but putting him on administrative leave is customary while the district determines whether this was an isolated incident or a pattern. The student who recorded him, meanwhile, came forward with the tape this morning on KOA Radio. Back to Mike Rosen, faster. For the first time, on your Mike Rosen, man. everyone was getting much. a chance to hear it. Let's go to Justin. Recordings made by sophomore Sean Allen, taken from inside his geography classroom at Overland High. Now, I'm not saying that Bush and Hitler are exactly the same. Obviously, they're not. Okay? But there's some eerie similarities to the tones. The man behind the voice, Sean's teacher, Jay Binish, a six-year employee with the school who Sean believes was giving one-sided lectures to his students about the president. Do you see the dangerous precedent that we've set by illegally invading another country and violating their sovereignty in the name of protecting us against a potential future attack? You know, this guy's hobby apparently is leftist rhetoric. In the tape, I think it's clear that um, the teacher uh, was presenting a very biased point of view. Justin Amel with Cherry Creek School says Binish has been put on administrative leave while the district investigates. This is like a usual thing at our school. But students at Overland High say Binish wasn't doing anything that they don't hear daily in other classes. Three quarters of the teachers uh, are anti-Bush. Very much so. The only difference in this case, they say, is that a tape recorder was there. Listen to it yourself, and then give me a call tomorrow. Sean Allen and his father, who made the complaint, did not go to the school district right away. The school district learned of the tape through a conservative blog on the Internet. The school district did not have a chance to respond until this week, and that's when they could respond and take any possible action. We should also mention that we did try to reach Jay Benish, but our phone calls went unanswered. Mark. All right, Kerry McClure, live at Overland High School. Thank you. All right, that was from KUSA in Colorado. All right, dude, here's the thing. If I were a program director, that guy would have a talk show. He uh, did have the delivery for it. It's fantastic. Now, here's here's what's going on. I have all 20 minutes of this lesson. Okay. I want to play it all for you. Okay. And we can stop it and we can comment on it. The guy is a little out there. I think it'll be interesting to listen to on a couple of fronts. A, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna piss a lot of people off. B, a lot of people will be like, "Hey, this is fantastic." And just because the guy, this is a teacher, mm-hmm. um, it's just incredibly interesting to me what he's doing and how he really doesn't, although he slants it, he leaves it open, and you can hear the kid who recorded uh, the lecture, like, arguing with the teacher. It's just, to me, it's fascinating. It's- I'm I'm a little hesitant to do this. Why? I don't want all of uh, what's-his-name's fans to be on our ass because we're playing the same... The same thing he was. What, what was the show that uh, played it? Uh, 
I don't know. Well, it's not known yet. Let me see. What will happen to a high school teacher? It's at a KOA in a, it's a Clear Channel station. Keith Rosen? Yeah, Keith Rosen. For now, the, the last thing I want is Keith Rosen on our ass saying, hey, of an don't rip me off. School district. Niners reporter Kerry I saw that coming. Kerry, the teacher is facing any discipline. We'll play it again later. All right. But I want to play the lecture for you in its entirety. I, it's so fascinating to me. And the guy has a lot of valid points. Oh, no. All the Rosen emails are coming in right now. Oh, great. <laughs> now the war has started. <laughs> we can't take any phone calls because of the Rosen fans. Uh, Jeremy and Altamont, you're in the hideout. What's going on, Buzz? Hey, dope. I just call because, uh, you know, I think personally that if this guy was up in the front of his client, oh, you know what, George Bush is a great president, and what we're doing is really great, and we're really helping out the Iraqi people, like, that too would be a one-sided view, like a very one-sided view, but I don't think anybody would say anything about it. No. No, and here's the thing about it, too. You even hear, like, the kid was pissed off because it was, quote-unquote, liberal uh, filth that was being spit. It's fantastic. I can't wait to play it for you. I've been so excited since, like, 8 o'clock this morning when I found it. So we'll uh, we'll do that up. Uh, time, though. First, before we get to that, we got the Predators coming in. we got a guest for you. we got the Chunks Fat Man Diary and the Hideout Headlines Game Show, in which, if you call right now, you could be a winner. For the pair of tickets to see the Orlando Predators versus the Los Angeles Avengers this Sunday. For more information, orlandopredators.com or call 407-44-PREDS. It is a fantastic time down there at the TD Waterhouse watching that go down. Call now. Get lined up for the Hideout Headlines game show. Afterwards, you get qualified for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. Dub's a busy night. We probably could go eight hours. We're going to squeeze it into four. Nice. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Oh, no. All hands on deck. Mike Rose is attacking. Not Mike Rosen. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. God. 407 888 star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. In prison, they call them Maniac Mike. Uh-oh, Mike Rosen. Rampage. Call. Rampage and Rosen. Call now to be a winner for the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Oh, welcome. Sorry, I was distracted. Answer questions on what's in the headlines. Local, national, world. Sports entertainment. If you guess right, you win big, big. Now here's your host. Chunks. Hideout Headlines Game Show brought to you by the Wholesale Furniture Market. Designer sofas normally $8.99, starting as low as $2.99. Wholesale Furniture Market, over 40,000 square feet of quality home furniture, 50 to 70% off every day. Wholesale Furniture Market. It's on 436 in Castleberry next to the Sam's Club. Go see everybody's over there. Call them at 407 332 1314. Call now to be a winner with the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Five categories. Ladies are always first when they call into the Hideout. So, Kathy and Castleberry, you have the first pick. World, national, local, sports, or entertainment? How about local? All right, here's local with Gibbs. What? Or chunks, whatever. All right, local today is multiple choice. A family in Brevard County has launched a campaign to find out who is using their pet um, uh, what pet as a target practice? 
Is it? Is it a dog, a cat, a parakeet? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I'm blaming that one on Mike Rosen. He's, he's infiltrated uh, Chunks' mind. Sorry about that. Uh, can we repeat the whole question, yeah, they, you moron? I think the guest is uh, calling me my cell phone. I apologize. Local is multiple choice today. A family in Brevard County has launched a campaign to find out who was using their pet what as target practice. <laughs> Give is it a the dog, a cat, a parakeet, or a ferret? Say a cat. That's correct. Apparently, um, some no, nut... I'm not giving anything because it's a cat. <laughs> Apparently, uh, some no nut correct. went around and shot this family's cat six times. He's walking around. With a what? With a, a gun? or Yeah, no, with a gun, man. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. It was right. shot six times as it was just lounging in the yard. Oh, <laughs> cat. That's great. Here, here's a picture of the x-ray. All right, let me see it. I will end you! <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, they really nailed that thing good. And it was was it actually a gun or a BB practice or BB gun? Oh, man, look at that. Oh, look it's bullets. Yeah, oh, there's bullets. It's x-ray, man. And it didn't die? No. All right, I got an idea. Who's tougher, this cat or Sadie Lou? Let's get a gun tomorrow during the open door, and we shoot Sadie six times. Dubs, your cat ready? No. Ready to stunt yet? No. It's not a stunt cat. My my cat's not a stunt cat. It's a uh, beautiful, lovey cat. Yeah, you're so queer. Uh, Brian Casimir. <laughs> I like in the to kiss out. a cat. <laughs> you ready, Brian? Yeah. World, national sports or entertainment? What would you like? Uh, let's try sports. All right, here's sports with Chunk. All right, sports today is true or false? Um, the NFL today decided to extend the free agency deadline due to contract negotiation talks being held between the players and the owners. Is that true or false? That's uh, false. I'm sorry, that's wrong. It's actually true. Uh, they decided to extend the free agency deadline hours uh, hours before hours before the teams were about to start dropping veterans because of uh, new salary cap regulations. Veterinarians? I said veterans. Veterans. <laughs> it's just a different way of saying it. No. What? Is that incorrect way to say it? Veterans? Veterans? You're never going to make it up to the big leagues where Mike Rosen is. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you just blew it! All right, let's go to Malcolm in Orlando. Which one would you like, Malcolm? World, uh, national, or entertainment? How about national, please? All right, here's national with chunks. All right, national is fill in the blank. According to a U.N. spokeswoman, due to climate changes, what weather-related natural disaster is predicted to be especially bad in 2006? Uh, goo. Uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, global warming. No. I'm sorry, actually, it is the hurricane. Hurricanes are supposed to be just as bad this year as they were last year? Yeah, I guess the climate's really bad and the ice caps and all that good stuff. And it, it's going to be equally as bad. I guess they, the U.N. spokeswoman said there's no question about that. I guess the uh, the gun with the cat was an air rifle. Oh. Well, what's the problem, then? I right, Sadie could definitely do that. Not going to, though. I'm sure she can survive it, but... How about we do this? I know that you and your chick need some time to get away. You're going to Vegas. Let me babysit no, the cat. No. I, I wouldn't trust you with uh, my shoes. I wouldn't say, hey, watch my <laughs> shoes while I'm on vacation. I think it would be great if I picked up Sadie, 
just by one ear, and uh, took her over to my place and watched her. Get the f down! F***ing <laughs> jump! Jump! Get the f*** down! What is going on? Seriously, I don't know. That's... Mike Rosen attack. <laughs> Mike Mad Dog Rosen. Johnny Blaze, you're next up in the Hideout of Road Radio. Johnny World or Entertainment? In the Hideout Headlines Game Show. Let's go with some World. All right, here's World. He's blazing. I can hear it. All right, World Today is also filling the blank. President Bush reached an agreement with this country today concerning the use of nuclear reactors for military purposes. <laughs> I was going to give out your phone number, but 7030, India? <laughs> Nine seven five. Ah, hold on. Uh, it was it was it India? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Who's calling you? Some someone else that gave it out prior. Anytime he hears like the numbers given out or like uh, he couldn't have, we're phone. on a delay. No, it's one of the guys that had it from like the very very first time. No, but we're still on a delay and people can't hear us till sixteen seconds later. Uh, you know how before I said I was getting a call. Well, it, it spurred this guy to immediately call. He's cool, though. He, he calls us to say, hey, dude, I hope you have a good show today. But he'll keep calling until you pick up and say, thank you, I appreciate it. And he won't stop. I like at, him. Even at four it in the morning. It just sounds like he wants to be nice. No, he's, he's, he's loony. Jason and Sanford, you're wrapping it up with entertainment. You ready, Jason? Sounds good. I was going to pick that anyway. All right, fantastic. And entertainment today is multiple sure choice. And relating to what you were talking about earlier, Hefe. I haven't talked about anything. It's the show just started. Kevin Federline today reported. I sent you another one. You didn't get that, did you? No. Uh, I didn't read it. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, we can leave this one as a blank. No, go ahead. Kevin Federline today reportedly called into a restaurant that Britney Spears was going to eat at to tell the host what? A, that... <laughs> what? what are you doing? What's going on? I'm getting... Read the question. Yeah, to tell the host what? A, Britney's grandmother died. B, that he was drunk and needed a ride. C, Britney uh, is too fat. Or D, he wanted them to put up a sign on her table saying that he loved her. Uh, well, I'm gonna, I would either go with B or D, but I'm going to stick with D. Uh, put up the sign. No. Hmm. It was C. Yeah. I hate you. Yesterday you did so fantastic, and today... I don't understand the pausing. <laughs> What's going on? Do you need to leave your phone in the other room while you're doing the hideout headlines I think he show? does. I want to hurt you. <laughs> we have such a great show lined up, and this segment was an abortion because of not me, not Dubs, but you. Did Mike Rosen put you up to this? No. Are you on his, the Rosen payroll? <laughs> Sabotage? Why are you giggling? I'm not giggling. I'm definitely not giggling. Get out of here. Tomorrow's your final day with the show. I think we're dealing with Rosen espionage. Bobby Hill, what could you possibly add? Well, I mean, if you want me to save it, um, Dubs, I got something for you, buddy. What? Bottleguy.com. Trust me. I love you. Uh, Bottleguy.com? Damn it. Now I have to go. You've seen that one. I think I have. Yeah, I showed that one to you a few months ago. But still. I can't remember. 18 and up, please. <laughs> Much in the vein of the others. Yeah, yeah in. <laughs> Whoa! Oh! Ouch. Is there a sales ship in the bottle? Or? <laughs> I don't think there's any room. Wow, that was disturbing. <laughs> 
right, let's take a break and come back. <laughs> There's a message in there, there's no doubt. The message is love. Alright, let's take a break. It's expansion. I'm getting more I'm getting this. Headlines game show could have been worse. It could have been Gibbs hosting. You're right, K Mike. You're definitely right. Hey! I know that. That's Mike Rosen. Stop. Why? <laughs> Alright, we'll take a break, we'll come back. Predators here yet? Don't know? Alright, we'll find out next in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Thursday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Coming up, uh, Chunk's Fat Man Diary right after this, J Dubs. A very busy weekend. Of course, we got the Hideout Bowling League on Saturday. Then on Sunday night, Russ is going to be over at the Hard Rock Live with the Legends of oh, Wrestling. Yeah. I will be there as well. You can get the Kamala. You're hosting it, I guess. Yes. And you can get the Kamala interview. And thank you, Fez, who uh, gave a couple shout-outs because you sent them up the Kamala uh, yeah, songs. a couple of the Kamala songs I sent up to him. And, of course, uh, Sunday afternoon, the TD Waterhouse, it is the Orlando Predators versus the Los Angeles Avengers. Of course, tickets available at orlandopredators.com and 407-44-PREDS. It's also going to be live on NBC and joining us here in the hideout, Brett Bushy, owner of the Predators. How's it going? It's going very, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you guys thought of your first Orlando Predator experience um, at the last home game. First off, great seats. Yes, we were, we were sitting right above uh, in uh, eye distance of uh, of uh, uh, Jay Gruden our, oh, and yeah. uh, oh, and, and uh, his brother. Yeah, and Chuck, uh, not Chucky. Um, what, what's his name? John. John. John, John Gruden, of course. But yeah, we were right back there. It was fantastic seats, and the experience is a blast. I mean, there's so much going on in addition to the football. Of course, you got Tiffany from the Monsters. Yes, uh, which is just uh, fantastic. And I went nuts and I got me a nice Subway T-shirt that uh, someone threw out into the crowd to me. Our saying here in the hideout is "Be somebody." And so Dubs was somebody. For every T-shirt that came by, for every anything, he was standing. He was hooting and hollering. And he got one of those Subway T-shirts and immediately put it on. Well, here's why I went nuts for that, because they had it, like, wrapped in what looked like uh, a sub. It looked like an actual sub head in the wrapper and everything. And I thought they were actually throwing out sandwiches. <laughs> so I'm going nuts. I wanted a meatball sandwich. And uh, they, they chucked it out, and uh, I grabbed it, and it ended up being a T-shirt, which I loved. It had a coupon for a free sub, though. And that, and uh, we weren't sitting in the monster section, but that monster section looked like so much fun. Uh, what was going out there? And I got to commit. Now, are the cheerleaders? Are they Mako's girls? No, they're not. And we get some confusion. No, we have okay. our, our own dance team. And uh, then in addition to that, uh, we have a relationship with Mako's, and uh, you'll see the girls around, and they're in the arena. They sit up in the monster sections, up in uh, the upper level, 206, 207, and they're just all over the place. Now, why I kind of like it, too, a lot, is because of the fact it's football, Mm -hmm. which, of course, uh, is always fun. But the scoring is what's uh, a blast for me, because it's kind of like... Basketball meets football, and it's very fast-paced. It's very up and down. You're going to get a lot of action. Um, I forget the score of the game we were at, but it was in the it was very high score, I guess. 
And so that was my first exposure to uh, Orlando Predators football and arena football. I had a blast, dude. And, and the great thing it. about it, you're never out of it, really. You know, there's, uh, you know, there's a uh, if there's a big score difference, anybody can make it up quick. The other thing I'm digging too is I love, I'm, I love field goal kicking. I don't know why, but like in any game that I always play, I always like kicking field goals. We did it as a stunt once here in the hideout. And that's also fascinating to me, too, how these guys can kick the ball and, like, the way the kickoffs work and everything. It was really a badass time. Is one of you guys a kicker? Um, No, well, I beat Tommy. I kicked a 44-year-old field goal. But, that's, a, uh, that's impressive. 44 yards? Yeah. It didn't get very high. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have made it in uprights, but it, it did go in the air for 44 yards. That! It was basically a line drive. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you've seen me, Brad. We play basketball together. You know I'm a, a, he's, a nat- he's a natural athlete. I'm a fantastic athlete. I got into a fight again today. I know. Playing basketball. Now, we ran the court. We didn't lose. And then afterwards, we played again. And this guy is always calling fouls when there aren't fouls to be called. Can you at least back me up on this a little I, bit? I, I do know who you're talking about. And Matt. so this guy, and I don't know, something goes up, he goes up, uh, he misses the shot, I grab him, taking it down the other end of the court, and then all of a sudden I hear him yelling, foul, foul, foul. So I just, I'm like, I start laughing because this guy's constantly calling fouls. It's, all, it's now a joke. So we start walking back so that he can check the ball and his team can have the ball on their end of the court. And he goes, your own guy called it, Baba Booey. And I'm like, I don't even know where that comes from. I don't know if I look like Gary Delabate. <laughs> well, see, or... Howard Stern had a producer and his No, uh, I know who that is. Oh, okay. I know what that is, but I don't even know where, like... Does he so... think you have big gums? I don't know, but now all of a sudden it's like, it's name-calling. It's going on out there. And then, were you there for that? I, I was actually sitting out, but I did hear it, and I was laughing. I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> I'm was, glad you found it uh, hysterical. It, 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 was, it was very, very amusing. But the, the irony of it, that's the same guy who comes in. He comes in like a bull and puts his his... his that's the only way you can get a shot off. Because I'll block it every time, and he comes in, he just... Does that and then he roughhouses. He yes. does. He roughhouses. Now uh, I'm not gonna let you sit here and run down assistant program director Dan Stone. I, it wasn't Stone. I know it wasn't Stone. No, oh, was I know not... you have gotten in fights with Stone playing basketball. I, yeah, that, that happened. I also got in a fight with Brett too. Uh, Orlando <laughs> Predators this Sunday uh, versus the Los Angeles Avengers. Have uh, you thought it might be you? It's not me. I'm very cool, calm, and collective. <laughs> uh, OrlandoPredators.com 407-44 Preds. It's live on NBC this week. What's that like? What's the like with it's national exposure, right? So what does that do for the team specifically? You know what? It's great from a sponsorship standpoint because the sponsors get much more exposure because it's going to you know across the country and uh, there's actually two or three games going on at the same time. So we're going to go to about sixty percent of the country, uh, and it's just wow. it's really really good for the league. And we have also a television contract with Sun Sports, so we have some games on there, and also OLN, which is actually not here in Orlando, but it's in about sixty. 65 million homes across the country. So the league five years ago had none of those television contracts. So we have three separate contracts. And now the league has the video game, which uh, after watching the game that we went to, uh, I went out and rented the game, and I loved it. It's so, it's awesome. It's sold out literally everywhere. We sold 175,000 copies wow. in basically two weeks. Man, that's fantastic. That, that's over $5 million a product. So that's the best-selling arena football you know, retail product that's ever been out there. All right, let me ask you this, Brett. Stand up, Matt Albert. Matt Albert's 21 years old, six foot five, 500 pound, black virgin, graying hair, patchy baldness. Believe it or not, he's an athlete. <laughs> he has some athletic ability. What can we do with him in the Orlando Predators? Could we get him on the line? I think he could do something. 
if we lifted a little weights, maybe we put him through some sort of a program. Maybe you, you just get a job as a tackling dummy. How about that? How about he goes out there? Um, do you have a practice squad? He's we, looking we, we, for a second job. Well, we actually have a tryout, all right, in the off season, and we would love to have him come out and try out. And I can just tell you, some of the best players have terrible bodies. Not that you don't have a great body. All <laughs> saying, Don is right here. Right. <laughs> all I'm saying is, is our the best center maybe in the league has got the worst body. I won't even go into the locker room because I about throw up when okay. I look at his body. I, uh, I saw the guy, your center, right? The center yes. for the Preds. <laughs> I don't want to name his name because he's an awesome guy. I, know, but, uh, um, I was like, hmm. I think you met him. Did did I don't know if he's come into the show? So. I don't think he came in. I don't think we met him. We've met a few players, but I don't think he was one. But absolutely, I saw him and I'm like, mm, that uh, that outfit not quite for you. <laughs> maybe maybe they make uh, bigger ones. But he was he, he was a very impressive uh, because I watched him and I noticed his body. So then I started watching how he played and he was uh, he was very good at what he did. He's he's incredible. What we can maybe do is he can have a, his first tryout because on uh, March 18th we're going to have a media bowl. One of the things I wanted to ask you guys is uh, I wanted to invite you guys to play, but before I did that, do that, um, I need to make sure you guys are all athletes because. I, I, I am not losing this year. I play on the radio team. We're playing the TV and newspaper guys, and we got our butts kicked last year. And I don't want it to happen. And why I bring this up is that two years ago, we had a guy that was actually in your time slot who was talking smack and how great he was, and he could play quarterback. Huh. <laughs> and I, 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 I am telling you, the guy got out there through two interceptions, and he threw like an absolute faggot. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, <laughs> harsh. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so I, I want to make to... I want to make sure. Like I, I don't like to lose. As you can tell, I'm playing basketball. I'm very, very intense. By the way, let's just give a round of applause for Red yes. Uh, OrlandoPredators.com. The game is this Sunday versus the Avengers. Uh, this Sunday at noon, 407-44 Preds. I'll tell you what, I can't throw the ball worth anything, but I can catch anything you put near me. So I'm not a good quarterback, but tight end, wide receiver, that's where I'm at. I, now I'll tell you this, none of us will audition for quarterback. But uh, outside linebacker, I'm in. Matt, you can be the line. Yeah, I'm always the line. Um, what about uh, Tommy? I bet would be a pretty good running back, and I can see Chunks even as a wide receiver. No, we're definitely in. Thank you very much for the invite. All right, the Media Bowl's win. Uh, the Media Bowl is on the. It's uh, March 18th. It's before our game against Dallas. We play another game on. It's not actually before the game, but we're going to play it at the TD Waterhouse Center. We're going to literally. Jay's going to coach one team, and Les Moss, our assistant head coach, yeah, is going yeah, to coach the other team. All right, they're going to go in, take us in the locker room, go through some plays. It's a lot of fun. We'll come out. We'll get announced. Uh, we'll come out through the cheerleaders, just like the players do. We just won't have that many fans in the stands. We'll probably have about 50 people watching us. But um, it, it's a blast. But um, it's a lot of fun. But it's intense. Russ two years ago ran over Denise Cole. Who was the sports anchor for Channels 13 and separated her shoulder? Oh, you can do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it well, flag or contact? It's, it's supposed to be flag, but Russ just just ran over the girl, and then seriously, I think he taunted her after she was on the ground. Nice. It was that. It, 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 it was, was the flexing. It, it was hilarious, and she's still she's still mad that. Russ has never apologized to her. <laughs> Did to Dirty her. Jim blow out his knee last year? He blew out his year? knee last year. So we're on the turf. Um, <laughs> so that's so... why it's very, very important. And there's waivers for everybody to sign in case somebody does accidentally have an injury like that. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, this is awesome. Well, thank you very much. We're stoked about that. All right, we have about two weeks to get in shape. Mm-hmm. So uh, we cannot let down Brett. 
Um, there's no way we can. We, the radio team, what other uh, stations are involved? Um, there'll there'll be a, there'll be a lot of you know it, there'll be a lot of guys. We'll go against probably Todd Lewis, Lee Goldberg on the TV side. I mean, they always look good in the warm-ups because they're all pretty and everything like that. They're they're TV guys, but they're not that good. Honestly, their two best players were two studs that I think were literally newspaper boys for the Sentinel. Right, let me tell you this: uh, hideout were athletes, yeah. and uh, believe it or not. And th- we are the difference maker. We are. I'm gonna mark my words now. It will be. Uh, we'll win by at least a touchdown. And you're on our team. I'm on. Yes. And that's already given you an advantage right there. Here's a little known fact. Uh, when Brett and I play together, when we play basketball, mm-hmm. undefeated. We haven't lost together. This will continue in the Media Bowl, March 18th. Pancake blocks everywhere. We got Orla- catches, touchdowns. We got Orlando Pace here. Uh, no, that's important because it all comes down to the rush. I mean, I'm not kidding you. The rush and time. Because, like, you know, if you're back there and you don't have enough time and the rush is getting, you throw picks. They're playing a lot of zone. And Jay, listen to this. Jay has never lost a media bowl. Right, As which, the coach, which team is he? On I don't team? know. We alternate them. So I think last year he, he, since he didn't win, he was on. He's going to be our coach this year. Yes. yes. Uh, look, it's all in our favor. And, we, and he's intense too. I'm telling you, like he, he does not like to lose. He'll start screaming at you, calling you names if you drop a pass or anything like that. Let's do it like this. Uh, why? Uh, how about Matt's the bus? And <laughs> we hand the ball to Matt Albert, and he just rumbles and bumbles and does whatever he needs. Bus, refrigerator. <laughs> That's where you're at, all right? That's oh, what I'm doing. Goal line situations. Inside the five, we're giving the ball to you. Going over the pile. Run over the girls. <laughs> Are girls playing? Um, you know what? I'm going to, uh, you know, maybe, but I, as of right now, no. But if Denise wants to play and she wants to get revenge against Russ, but I, I think actually Russ is a limit. I mean, the girls always get hurt because Russ just doesn't care. Right, Who's looking like the quarterback for our team? Um, it, Brett. <laughs> it'll, it'll probably be me unless somebody nice. else is good. I'd, I'd, I'd rather play receiver and 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 rush and do all those things, but you know what? I'll complete eighty percent of my passes and have two picks, and we'll win. Yeah, he's an athlete, dude. He's competitive too. It's fantastic. All right, well, this is a uh, this is great. That's something to look forward to. I didn't know it was coming up this soon. Um, but uh, again, on uh, Sunday, Orlando Predators uh, versus the Los Angeles Avengers. Uh, Sunday at noon. It's on national television on NBC. OrlandoPredators.com and for tickets four zero seven. 44 Preds. As usual, thank you for coming in, my friend. It's very good to see you. No problem. I just wanted to, th- you guys have done a great job. I had a chance to listen to you. I haven't, you guys are new in town and you guys are, it's nice to have some talent in the 7 to 11, 11 o'clock slot. <laughs> oh, let's do yes. It. We agree. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We've heard that countless times. Uh, it's the Hideout Real Radio, OrlandoPredators.com, uh, Real Radio 104.1. Coming up next on the Hideout. Coming up next, Chunks Fat Man Diary. Chunks, you want to do that next? We got time? All right, we'll do that. Again, thank you to the Predators and Brett Bushy. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041-STAR-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Um... All right, J-Dubs. Again, thank you to Brett Bushy of the Orlando Predators. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this media ball. Yeah, it'll be fun. He had kind of mentioned it in passing once before when we were playing basketball together. Because we usually play basketball Tuesdays and Thursdays. And um, I didn't know we were officially in. And I know this is uh, I'm excited about our team. I, th- I actually think we have pretty good athletes here in the hideout, believe it or not. Yeah. I just want to hit somebody. 
I know. It's flag. So? But the thing, I played flag football once when I was in D.C., and it was very, very rough. Yeah, but don't go out of your way to be rough. There'll be enough roughness around you. Right. Yeah. Slipping at an elbow here and, and there. And last year, Dirty Jim did blow out his knee, so everyone does need to be careful. But I don't like to lose. And Brett and I, when we play together, uh, we win. So I'm excited about that. By the way, real fast, before we get to the Chunks Fat Man Diary, congratulations to Victor Price of Titusville. He was the qualifier for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. The next qualification happens at 8.15. All right, 8.15, when you hear that sounder, be caller 7 to get qualified for the $500 in gas money. Now it is time for the Chunks. A little bit early because we have a guest coming up at 8, but the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. Ah, a story from Chunks' past. Far past, August 2, 1993. It's kind of a ways back now, I guess. I love bike riding. It's a lot of fun. I'm trying to bike everywhere to help uh, myself lose some weight. Are you, Radio? <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any friends, so I feel like my bike is a part of me. When I ride it, I think of myself as a ninja rescuing damsels in distress. It's a little worn, not in the best of shape. It was my cousin's old bike. Unfortunately, my cousin is a female. It was a little pink, and it had stars on it. But nonetheless, it was mine. Is everyone still mm-hmm. paying attention? I'm reading up on the guests. This is great prep time. It was summer vacation, and I could finally ride around with my friends. I was lucky, too. Left and right boob. <laughs> Today I was going to hang out with Sammy and Scooter. They're the cool kids. Yeah, they sound it. Maybe now when I maybe now when I hang out with them, people will respect me for my superior intellect and not focus on my silly putty like belly. Either way, today we were gonna play basketball. It's a long bu- uh, bike ride to the basketball court um, through the woods, especially with my bike being so small. But I finally made it to the basketball court. Hey, Sammy. Now this bike you keep talking about was that, was that actually one of your sister's roller skates? Uh, good one, Matt. I don't have paper to write with. Don't time you uh, do anything funny <laughs> at all. Otherwise, you're drab or saying stuff you shouldn't. Getting everyone in trouble. Uh, what's up, dude? <laughs> I started walking toward the basketball court when all of a sudden I heard, "Get him!" I was shocked, and then I was shocked at the call, and also to the sight of 15 people running from behind the trees. They were all running in my direction. They started chasing after me. I hopped onto my bike, and I tried to escape. I made it through the woods and onto the sidewalk, thinking I was in the clear, until somebody jumped out from the side of me and threw a stick through my bike wheel. I immediately fell off my bike, hit the pavement, chipping a tooth. My bike went flying, and from then on it was a blur. I remember being... Hit, kicked, and punched, especially in the crotch area. Eventually, they picked me up and dragged me back into the woods. All right, this better end with you on top of a pinball machine. Was it punch or fist? <laughs> huh? Just wondering. Into the woods. Two of them held me up, and I noticed that the rest of them 
had pulled out a small assortment of bottle rockets. I was released... So you're a bottle guy. No. <laughs> Bottleguy.com. I was released, but it was too late. Before I could run away, one of the bottle rockets went off and hit me square in the crotch, causing enormous amounts of pain. I ran and I hid for three hours. Waited till it was safe to go pick up my bike. Or whatever was left of it. Sat at the side of my newly demolished bike, picked up the wheel from the middle of the road so that a car wouldn't hit it. I feel so far, uh, sorry for you, Danny LaRussa. Huh? Stupid bike. Oh. The Cobra Kai's uh, beat you up and <laughs> broke your bike. No. Were they on dirt bikes chasing after you? Did no. Francis take it? But he meets a hot blonde Francis. later. <laughs> no. Come on, Pee Wee. Is that the end of your story? Yeah, that's the end of it. I actually can't believe we devote a whole entire segment to this. <laughs> Not. You'll get your revenge, don't worry. <laughs> Someone will try to sweep the leg. No mercy. But you'll come back. I'm sorry, Chunks. I'm sorry they made me do it. <laughs> Put him in a body bag, Chunky. A body bag. <laughs> Put him in a ball bag stomach. <laughs> well, you know, most people would feel sorry for somebody getting hit in the crotch with a bottle rocket, but I guess not. You're not human. So uh, a very nice Japanese man put that bike back on your doorstep, uh, <laughs> completely fixed. Hey, yeah. just remember, any man that can catch a fly with uh, with uh, chopsticks can do anything. Mercy is for the weak. We do not feel pain in this dojo. Masashi Okimi says, ha ha, we did that to a loser we knew named JJ. We were so mean to that guy. It was so great. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. But look, you're showing them now. Yeah. Come on, Can I Jones? go back in the office now? Wax on, wax off. Come on. <laughs> At least your phone's always ringing. Yeah. Definitely. Mr. Popular. Who knew you could learn so much from painting a fence? Choose <laughs> one. Hey, at least you get a car later. Yeah. Hey, hey, which, which did this, I can have a car? Hey, what? Hey, thanks oh, a lot man. for the sympathy. Oh, it man. Really hurt. Hey, remember when you need to go pick up that girl and your car stalled? That was great. <laughs> you had to push it, and she and uh, Elizabeth Chu had to uh, pop the clutch. K-Bike wants to know if Pat Morita rubbed his hands together and then fixed your crotch area. <laughs> The Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, what an action packed first hour. A lot of stuff went on. Three more to go. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Coming up at the end of this segment, uh, you'll hear the sounder to be caller seven to get qualified for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. Um, J Dubs, I've told the countless stories on the air of my uh, youth baseball experiences. Mm-hmm. I've talked about the all-out brawl that uh, my team and another team had, and my uncle getting his nose bloodied, and then the person who, the coach who bloodied it, then going out and pulling out all the plants and shrubbery at the uh, ballpark we were at of South Garland High School. There was my dad punching and breaking the dashboard of his Volvo uh, when we were driving back from a baseball game. Because I didn't call the right play. <laughs> or he called a play, and I executed a different one, which was successful. But somehow he thought I was showing him up. Um, 
It's odd how it works like that, you know. Unless you do exactly as you're told out there, no matter if it works or not, you're still in trouble. There was another time, too, where I got run over at home plate, Mm -hmm. got knocked out. It's the only time, maybe one of the only times. Yeah, you've actually been knocked unconscious. Only twice I was knocked unconscious. And then the fight, this this was I was thinking in seventh grade, the fight and brawl that broke out between the parents... As I laid there at home plate, still passed out. And I came to, and everyone is fighting, and I'm still sprawled out. I had the exact same thing happen to me. I wasn't totally knocked out. I was just dazed, and all the fathers just met at home plate were just pushing and just trash-talking each other at home plate, and I just laid there. And, that, you're, and you're all disoriented. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to uh, Donald W. Albertson. Uh, DonaldWAlbertson.com is the website. He wrote Catch a Rising Star, the adult game of youth sports. Um, he's a former youth coach, and uh, he kind of talks uh, not along the lines of like bad parents, but also to the people who drive their kids mm-hmm. uh, into being like superstars. He's uh, here in the hideout with us right now. Donald, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? All right, fantastic. Uh, you're going to have a book signing tomorrow at the uh, Altamont Mall, the Barnes & Noble. That is uh, in Altamont Springs from 7 to 9. And then you got one on Saturday from 7 to 9 at the Barnes & Noble on West Sand Lake Road. Um, tell me um, tell me about this. These parents that will go to this uh, insane effort uh, kind of living through their children to, uh, to be- for them, their children to become sports stars. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a very common problem today, and I was just listening to you talking about your stories, and and unfortunately those stories are very common. You have parents that are just get out of control with their kids' sports. They just start to see mm-hmm. either that their kid could really be a star or maybe even the star that they weren't able to be, and uh, they start pushing it. And, uh and they get so involved that it stops being the kid's game and it starts becoming the parent's game. I'll tell you what, I can understand a lot of times when the parents are yelling at their kids or, or and everything like that, but w- one time I was playing on a football team. I was defensive end, and uh, there was a guy behind me in the lineup uh, in the uh, in the you know the uh, depth chart, and his dad was a cop in the town, and... He was yelling at me the whole game how uh, from the stands whenever I was on the sidelines because I was on defense. Uh, he was yelling at me from the stands that his son should be starting. He would make a better play than me and everything. And I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm just trying to play the game. Leave me alone. You don't want to hear from the dad who's trying to live vicariously. Donald W. Rob, uh, Albertson. JV football, for God's sakes. Here in the hideout. Is that what it is? Is it frustrated most times dads? Or is it dads most times? who maybe didn't make it or see the opportunity in their kid to maybe make it, and then like they just begin really, really pushing? Is that the common thing? Well, that, that is, has a lot to do with it. Uh, there are other factors, but uh, when, you, when you mentioned it, is it the dad all the time? No. And a lot of times it is the mother as well. Um, <laughs> I've seen, I watched two mothers uh, have a wrestling match in the middle of a softball diamond. Um, arguing over because of the comment one made to their kid. Are you sure they weren't making out? No, probably not. <laughs> hey, Softball. Hey, what kind of scarring does that lead? Because I'll tell you this. A lot of times, too, when, I, when I'm working out at the gym, I see a father-son combo. The, the father's really in shape. The son is in pretty good shape. 
But you can tell the son doesn't want to be at the gym lifting weights with his dad to be a better athlete. He wants to go be a kid. What kind of what kind of effect, uh, Mr. Albertson, does this have on a child uh, growing up? And how's that gonna what's what is that gonna lead to later in life? Well, the, the stories we get of, of Olympic athletes that after they're no longer an athlete, how they have a difficult time uh, adapting to life. Um, that's that's very common. Um, but for 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 the kids in the youth programs where their their father's been driving them for years. Well, I've heard more examples of kids having to go into therapy over that uh, than not. And uh, and the, there's a lot of scarring, I believe. I think that the, there's a lot of emotional uh, result of this parental push. Uh, we're talking to uh, Donald uh, W. Albertson uh, here in the hideout on World Radio 104.1. Uh, the book is Catch a Rising Star, the Adult Game of uh, of Youth Sports. So, I mean, in the book, you're finding that more that these leagues aren't even about the children anymore, but it's kind of a bragging rights for the parents. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. More than anything else, that's where it is. In the book, do you cover at all the, uh, the, uh, the, the worried mother aspect of, uh, you know, like the mother who won't go to the games or does go to the games because she's afraid her child's going to get hurt and then ends up running out of the field when the child does get hurt? Well, what I have in the book now, the book is a, is a work of adult fiction, mm-hmm. and uh, I put what I wanted to do was put a face on these issues in youth sports today. But it's very much the battle between the husband and the wife over the children, and she's wanting them to just be able to be children and grow up naturally. He's trying to turn them into stars, and uh, make a man out of them. Right, exactly. And this is uh, this is very much the center of the story because it's very much about family and how they deal with these issues today. Um, I just because I know you wrote this, and are there any ways, just like in you writing the book? I mean, I know you said it's a work of, of fiction, but just kind of going through and doing this, um, and, you know, whenever you're writing, you always come up with different scenarios of where you want the story to go and things like that. Are there are there ways that maybe parents can do this better, get involved, but not so much, you know? Have it, uh, you know, have it be such a big deal to them. Tone it down, or maybe they just don't go. I think the first thing they have to do is they have to listen to their children. Seventy percent of all kids that play youth sport every year drop out by the time they're thirteen, and the number one reason they give is that it's just not fun anymore. It's being turned into a job. Mm -hmm. And uh, if the parents would listen to their kids, so first of all, thing when the kid asks to, to play in the first place. Chances are that's the reason he wanted to start, too, is because it's fun or his friends are doing it. And what happens is, you know, if you have a, a five- or six-year-old kid, how is he possibly making a decision that he wants to have a career in sports? He's just not cognitive, cognitively developed enough to come up with that kind of uh, thought. What pushed so me- it's obviously the parents that are come up, coming up with these ideas, and, and they're just pushing the kids. If a kid is so young when he starts, um, he's not going to know the difference by the time he gets to 10 or 11. When he gets to 13, he starts thinking for himself, and that's usually when they drop out. What pushed me uh, out of sports was not my parents being too crazy about it. You sucked? No, it was my coach. Both my coaches, uh, wrestling and football, they took the whole fun out of uh, the game. You know, I, I can see hard work. A hard work ethic, you know, building all that kind of stuff, but there was never one ounce of fun 
in practice or the games because there was nonstop getting yelled at, even if you made a good play. If you made a good play, it wasn't a good enough one. You could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I think most people, that's just a problem finding that happy balance of when to be positive, uh, when to have some negative reinforcement, mm-hmm. things like that. And it, it turns out a lot of time these coaches and parents, who are really the biggest asses of all, um, have some sort of issue themselves that they're trying to really live out through their kids. Donald W. Albertson um, added .com to that for the website. The book is Catch a Rising Star, the Adult Game of Youth Sports. Got some book signings again tomorrow in Altamont Springs at the Altamont Mall from 7 to, from seven to 9 at the Barnes & Noble, then on Saturday at the Barnes & Noble on West Sand Lake Road. Uh, Donald, thank you so much for joining us in the hideout tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. We appreciate Good. it. Uh, 407 Yeah, I mean, I that happened to me, too. The fun was completely like, like with baseball. You guys wonder, why do I play in a men's baseball league now? Mm-hmm. A, I loved playing the game of baseball until I was at the end of my high school career. Exactly. Because of my, you know, I had my high school coach, then I had my select baseball team coach, then I had my uncle who would coach in addition to that. Then I had my dad. And so I had like these four or five pressures on me playing baseball, where at the end I was so happy to be done. I probably could have walked on at Texas Tech, but I was like, why am I going to do this to myself? I I don't want to do it anymore. Then finally after college, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to pick up baseball again because now I, I forgot how much fun it was playing the game. And my thing was, if I'm going to be actually working and hating what I'm doing, I might as well be getting paid for it. So I went and got a job. It, it, it was that simple. They they made it into an actual job, and I wasn't having one little ounce of fun anymore. So I figured I'll get paid for it at least. And it's just so funny. Like, I, I went to go watch my little brother's basketball game uh, when I was back in mm-hmm. Houston. Seeing these parents with these sixth graders who aren't going to make their middle school basketball teams. They're out there to get exercise. But how serious they're taking it. How they've all got, they have to have the newest Jordans so that they can play better. Um, it's so funny. Those don't do a whole hell of a lot for you, you know? It, it, they do help more than like wearing Chuck Taylors out there, but you can get a shoe right in the middle and you're going to play just as well. It, it's not going to make your kid a superstar just because he's wearing Jordans. It's just so funny to watch all this go down. And the parents have, they got to know the damage that they're doing. And you know the kid, I have so many issues still. A lot of my daddy issues come back from the from the countless times on baseball fields and him yelling at me and me wanting to please him by getting a hit. And, man, if I went 0 for 4, I didn't want to be in that car ride home. If I went 0 for 4 and we lost, oh, that was the worst car ride home ever. Oh, yeah. Like, if we lost in football, uh, the whole bus ride back, no one's allowed to talk. Yeah. Yes! It, it's Come on, I, I know we... We didn't go out there purposely to lose the game. You yes, know? you did. Exactly. You no, know you did. You could have done better. And we had to run 20 laps one time because someone laughed oh. on the way home. Oh, you're lucky. A, a that's little all I giggle. made you run. Yeah, I should have made you run 50 laps. You <laughs> sons of bitches. Did you have to be no. totally? Did, did you have to be totally silent on the way to the game because you had to concentrate? Uh, I have. It depends on how long the trip was. If it was like a three-hour trip, no. Like we got the first couple hours just to kind of relax and talk and everything. But the last hour, 
it was all business. See, now, yeah. that was football. Wrestling was a little bit better. The only reason I quit wrestling is because I wanted to smoke more pot. But uh, <laughs> wrestling... Priorities. It, it, was, it, it was a lot of work, but the coach did make it fun. And I, I would give him uh, credit on that one. But the, the football was just absolutely terrible. See, we had to be totally silent on short trips. And it would just make us more nervous because mm-hmm. like, we couldn't chill out. We couldn't just totally have fun. And first couple of quarters, we'd just be dead. Our EJ from the U asks, do I regret not trying out for the Texas Tech baseball team? At times, but I, I sat there my freshman year at Tech, and I thought, okay, at best, I could walk on. Uh, I wouldn't start because they had a badass uh, who was on the USA ba- uh, baseball team mm-hmm. who was catching for Tech at the time, Josh Bard. I could, so I could play, m- maybe if he leaves early, I could play the last two years, stay at Tech for five years. At best, maybe I get what you go on to single A. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm realistic that I'm not going to do any better than that too. So I'm just going to maybe, if I'm lucky, float around in the minors. If I'm lucky, you know what I mean, or I happen to work hard enough, then what? I get out. I'm 27, 28. You know, then, and then I have to start a career at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you aren't going to make a life on one A. Or I decided here's what I'll do. I'll go. I'll do radio at the college radio station, speech and debate. Then I'll get a radio job because I knew what radio was what I wanted to do. And lo and behold, at the age of, what, 24, we were major market talk show hosts. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would have just now been leaving tech, you know, as a fifth-year senior catching possibly at Texas Tech University. It wasn't worth it. You know, I, at some point you have to make a decision in your life. Tony in Melbourne, you're in the hideout. What's up, Tony? Hey, how you guys doing? All right, brother. So then everybody put it on the father. Sometimes, well, you guys kind of touched on it. Sometimes it's the mothers that do it. Sometimes, too, that, that stretch out. Because I noticed one, I mean, I remember one incident that um, when, ever since Chunk's mom saw him suck that extra thick frosty, Wendy's frosty through that straw, she knew he'd be sucking man muscle for the rest of his life. <laughs> Thank you, That's Tony. true. Tony was on hold for 20 minutes to do that. <laughs> it's a hideout. That's why I love him. Commitment. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. Well, it's not known yet what will happen to a high school teacher who was recorded on tape by one of his students giving his political views to his geography class. For now, the teacher is on administrative leave pending the outcome of an investigation by the Cherry Creek School District. Niners reporter Kerry McClure is live at Overland High where the teacher works. And Kerry, the teacher is currently not facing any disciplinary action. No, he's not, Mark, but putting him on administrative leave is customary while the district determines whether this was an isolated incident or a pattern. The student who recorded him, meanwhile, came forward with the tape this morning on KOA Radio. Back to Mike Rosen, faster. For the first time, Sean, you're a very brave young man. Everyone was getting a chance to hear it. Let's go to Justin. Recordings made by sophomore Sean Allen, taken from inside his geography classroom at Overland High. Now, I'm not saying that Bush and Hitler are exactly the same. Obviously, they're not. Okay? But there are some eerie similarities to the tones. That they use. The man behind the voice, Sean's teacher, Jay Binish, a six-year employee with the school who Sean believes was giving one-sided lectures to his students about the president. Do you see the dangerous precedent that we've set by illegally invading another country and violating their sovereignty in the name of protecting us against a potential future Sorry. attack? You know, this guy's hobby apparently is leftist rhetoric. In the tape, I think it's clear that um, the teacher 
uh, was presenting a very biased point of view. Tustin Amel with Cherry Creek School says Binish has been put on administrative leave while the district investigates. This is like a usual thing in our school. But students at Overland High say Binish wasn't doing anything that they don't hear daily in other classes. Three quarters of the teachers uh, are anti-Bush. Very much so. The only difference in this case, they say, is that a tape recorder was there. Listen to it yourself, and then give me a call tomorrow. Sean Allen and his father, who made the complaint, did not go to the school district right, right away. The school district learned of the tape through a conservative blog on the Internet. The school district did not have a chance to respond until this week, and that's when they could respond and take any possible action. We should also mention that we did try to reach Jay Benish, but our phone calls went unanswered. Mark? All right. Kerry McClure, live at Overland High School. Thank you. All right. Welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Dubs, we, uh, we have that 20-minute lecture. And yeah. I want to play it for you. So we're going to go to school today. Yeah. By the way, congratulations to William Perhart of Ocala. I got qualified for the twenty for the five hundred dollars five hundred dollars in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. Still Fred and Mike Rosen. Rosen. <laughs> now you said his name. I I tried to change it up. Here's what's funny. I honestly believe if this guy had been pro-Bush and a liberal person had complained, nothing would have been made of it. No, I not. I mean, it's not. Anytime you question authority, yeah. If you ever question the president and sit there yelling about him in a classroom, yeah, you are going to uh, get some people raising their eyebrows at you. Now, here's. I want you to listen to this. I am very hard pressed to disagree with much that this guy says. To me, this guy sounds energetic. He sounds like he enjoys teaching. He sounds like he wants the kids to go learn and discover things for themselves. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able to... I, in the old days, we could have done a whole this in one segment. Mm-hmm. This is going to go over four. Um, here's what's going to go down. It is a kid who tape-recorded the lecture. You hear him in the very beginning rustling around in his bag. And then later on, you'll hear when he starts challenging the teacher, asking questions. And then you hear the teacher responding. I want to play the whole thing so you can hear it all. Secondly, I want to play the whole thing so you can be kind of unbiased. You can get, like, your perspective from where the teacher's coming from. Are we going to stop it and uh, Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Plus, I want people to comment on what the guy's uh, saying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, all right, here we go. Um, By the way, just so you know, this teacher, for those of you who are fans of Beavis and Butthead, Looks exactly like the hippie teacher. <laughs> Fly with me, lesbian seagull. From Beavis and Butthead. Uh, here it is in the hideout on Road Radio 104.1. Democratically elected president of Venezuela. It, it gets better. Two years ago. If we're not trying to manipulate and control other parts of the world. Why do we have troops in Colombia fighting in their civil war for over 30 years? Most Americans don't even know this. <laughs> For over 30 years, America's had soldiers fighting in Colombia in a civil war. Why are we fumigating cocoa crops in Bolivia and Peru if we're not trying to control other parts of the world? Who buys cocaine? Not Peruvians, not Bolivians. Who buys cocaine? Americans. Right? Why are we destroying the farmers' lives when we're the ones that consume that good? Can you imagine 
What is the world's number one single cause of death by a drug? What drug is responsible for the most deaths in the world? No. Cigarettes. Who is the world's largest producer of cigarettes and tobacco? The United States. Where, what part of our country grows all our tobacco? Anyone know the states in particular? Mostly what's called North Carolina. Right? That's where all the cigarette capitals are. Durham, North Carolina. That's where a lot of them are located from. Now, if we have the right to fly into Bolivia and Peru and drop chemical weapons on top of farmers' fields because we're afraid they might be growing cocoa and that could be turned into cocaine and sold to us, well then, don't the Peruvians and the Iranians and the Chinese have the right to invade America? This is a high school class. This is my point here. It It, it isn't the time to uh, really throw out your agenda you can throw out facts you can throw out but he's definitely running an agenda here i i without agree. a doubt i agree that he's running an agenda but is he also not stating facts he may be saying true things but he could be saying anything to these kids and they'd be believing it or they would you know he's a teacher he, he he's not running the middle and that's what a teacher should do in high school i believe completely run the middle or challenge the students to go Learn for themselves. I in addition, say, I would say give both sides. I would challenge them to learn more. Where do you hear both sides anymore? It should be a classroom. That should be the one place where you can hear both sides. Are they you? Are, really? They aren't tuning on the O'Reilly factor. They they're there to learn. In this case, Air America. Mm-hmm. I, I think in this uh, in this next part here in a sec, you keep it going. I think that's all you had on cigarettes, but I think he tackles capitalism here and drop chemical weapons over North Carolina to destroy the tobacco plants that are killing millions and millions of people in their countries every year and causing them billions of dollars in health care costs? Someone had a cigarette in there. <laughs> these definitions down. Uh, Capitalism. Remember definitions? You don't understand I'm having flashbacks. Yeah. You don't understand me. the world in which we live. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy this class. system in which all or most of the means of production, etc., are owned privately and operated in a somewhat competitive environment for the purpose of producing profit. Of course, you could shorten these, shorten these definitions down. Thank you. Right, sure you I can imagine he's just sitting there with all these written on his blackboard every time he says one of the, the uh, buzzwords, pointing to it with his pen. <laughs> right. Profit. The gist of it. Do you see how when you you know when you're looking at this definition, where in this definition does it say anything about capitalism as an economic system that will provide everybody in the world with the basic needs that they need? Is that part of this system? Do you no. see how this economic system is at odds with humanity, at mm-hmm. odds with caring and compassion? Yes. It's at odds with human rights. Yes. Anytime you have a system that's designed to procure profit, when profit is the bottom motive, money. That means money is going to become more important potentially than what? Safety, human lives, etc. Now here's why I think he's okay. Because of the fact that he's actually like asking for their input. Here later on you'll hear them, you'll hear them like getting to a bit of a Q&A. I don't think it's wrong to spur on debate and to ask questions, because if I were having someone like this, let's say I was on the right, 
okay? Mm-hmm. And you'll hear it a little bit later on when the kid starts challenging him. If I was on the right and I disagreed with everything this guy said, I would go and do all my homework so I could sit here and battle my teacher in class. But this is a geography class. This isn't a political science class. So? He's, ta- he's talking about things that go on in different places in the world. <laughs> Maybe his method of teaching is through talking about mixing in history with uh, geography. I would doubt that. I think he ha- he's been pissed off about a lot of things he's seen in the news, and he needs to vent. Don't you think it's at least good that we're getting this, like, somewhere? Because it's certainly not in the television or on the radio. David in Orlando, you're in the hideout on Royal Radio. What's up, David? Hey, I just was wondering if if the teacher, did he know he was being audio recorded? No. Oh, because isn't that against the law? Well, I... You can videotape somebody, but you can't audio tape. Here's what I think it is. He's aware of it now, and there's this is gone through so many channels that it's uh i think it was one of the things where the kid would just tape the lectures like you could tape the lectures to go back for oh, tests. Right, yeah, oh, okay that yeah, kind of thing okay, so, right. so the so the teacher knew that he was being recorded all right 407-916-104 all right we got to take a break we'll come back more of this i'll go in there and cue it up to uh, the next because here in a second they start like rustling and you mm-hmm. hear over overhead projectors and all kinds of stuff is this guy out of line though I would say yes. All right, wait till later on then. I've listened to it like three times. I love it. I think the guy's right on. And I'm glad that it's being taught somewhere. Right on or not, it doesn't belong in the classroom. What does then? He's not, not not in that classroom, not in a high school classroom. That's not where it belongs. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. All right, 407 916 I'm getting word that geography in the ninth and 10th grade is a combination of sociology and political science. Those were all separate when I was going to school. I don't know. Uh, this is of that, uh, it's a teacher in Colorado who's in big trouble for giving his uh, quote-unquote liberal point of view. Um, take a couple phone calls real fast. All right. We got a lot of, uh, this is going to take a while. I'm excited, though. I love hearing it. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Casey, you're on the road in the hideout. What's up, Casey? Hey, I got a, I got a question. Uh, he's saying it's not for high school. Mm-hmm. What what should we do, start teaching this in middle school? I think we I sh- mean, high school is, is to teach you for college and for life and to get you prepared. Why not? Why not talk about it? Well, I don't think uh, it should depend on where you go to what kind of education you're getting. If you, just because you agree with what he's saying does not mean it belongs in a 10th grade classroom. I mean, some people believe in Nazism. It, it, does, that believe, does that make you think that, okay, that should be taught in a classroom? But, Dubs, that's in a perfect world. I mean, all the time in all uh, geography, history, whatever it is, you're taught certain point of views. You're taught that the Indians were bad. You're okay. taught that the Mexicans were bad. So you're saying since it's uh, not a perfect world, let everything fly. Well, it happens. It's already happening. I don't but, understand why this cat should get in trouble for ch- why, challenging why not, the students. Why not bring it up to these to these kids' attention, what's going on out there. Let them, let them be aware of what's going on. Let them form their own opinions. It's not Because you, you know, are letting them form their own, your own, their own opinions. They are being uh, fed something that may not be right or true. All right, I'm getting the debate over whether or not this should be in uh, a geography class. Thank you, Casey. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I play a little bit more of this, Dubs. This One of the things that you know, I'll bring up now, since some of you are still writing, is... 
You know, Condoleezza Rice said this the other day, and George Bush reiterated it last night. And the implication was that the solution to the violence in the Middle East is democratization. And the implication through his language was that democracies don't go to war. Democracies aren't violent. Democracies won't want weapons of mass destruction. This is called blind, naive faith in democracy. Who is probably the single most violent nation on planet Earth? The United States of America. And we're a democracy, quote unquote. Who has the most weapons of mass destruction in the world? The United States. Who is continuing to develop new weapons of mass destruction as we speak? The United States. So why does Mr. Bush think that other countries that are democracies won't want to be like us? Why does he think that they'll just want to be at peace with each other? What makes him think that when the Palestinians get their own state, that they won't want to preemptively invade Israel to eliminate a potential threat to their security, just like we supposedly did in Iraq? Do you see the dangerous precedent that we've set by illegally invading another country and violating their sovereignty in the name of protecting us against a potential future Sorry. attack? I can't spit on you I didn't hear that. Did you just hear what he said? What did he say? He was getting so riled up. I guess he had a little spittle come out, and that's why he said sorry. Did he spit on someone? Or? I guess he just heard. I didn't hear that when I was listening before, but I heard it in the headphones. Where he goes, oh, sorry, I got a little spittle out there on you. He's riled up. Now, the other thing about geography, too, though, is you're not just learning a geography like mountain ranges and being able to put things no, on not maps. At all. Not at all. You know what I mean? You're actually, you but know, you aren't learning current events either. You are learning, uh, but you're also learning the history of these clients of like of these territories and what's going on. This is not history. This is current events he's talking about. Well, sure, but he's also talking about like what maybe the crops are in certain places. He's talking about um, you are you are just stretching to uh, fit this into his criteria because you agree with what he's saying. And I agree with what he's saying too. But, but you don't, I don't think it belongs uh, being being force fed to, to children who are a captive audience. They cannot leave that. I love how you're using my argument against me. Uh, but you don't think that it's good to have these kids thinking. I think it's definitely good to have them think, but they this is not a uh, this is not a free form for them they have no other thing to listen to other than this and it cannot be slanted all right joining us from the middays here on real radio 104.1 shannon burke the one and only what's going on shannon hey guys how are you what's up bro? fantastic how are you my friend i i love you guys i love the hideout uh, you know what i love about the hideout is it's it, it's uh it's like totally unabashed. You guys don't you don't care if you're talking politics or boners. It's, it's all out there. And, I like and to talk about them at the same time. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I, I guess I've, I have a reputation of being an evil Republican on the station or whatever. Right. And, 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 and yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm registered that way. I, I don't walk lockstep with any uh, any uh, party line. But and I agree uh, with you. Uh, um, 
having because I, I think it's important to introduce these topics into school. But I also agree with you, Dobbs, that, that I think it's healthy. I mean, let's not let's expose our kids. If you want to have these type of discussions in school, which may or may mm-hmm. not be appropriate, I don't know, uh, in the public schools what, the, what, what is appropriate, it's, it's fine to expose them. I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's, I encourage them to expose them to political debate. But let's, let's, let, let's not indoctrinate, let's educate them and give them, and give them two different points of view, you know? I mean, obviously, look, I know public schools have a reputation of being a bunch of mamby-pamby, you know, liberal uh, crybaby teachers. They're a bunch of pussies. And that may be true, and it probably is. But let, you know, I, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I, I say don't shy from the debate, but let's make the debate more open. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a debate here. It seems well. Later, later on, though, and if you keep listening, and by the way, Shane, I love you listening. And you're calling in, buddy. Is the later on you're going to hear the kid who taped this? You're going to hear him in a discussion and a debate. He gives the right point of view or his point of view, uh, conversely to the teacher's left. And to me, and, and you even hear it later on, and when we get to the tape, you hear the teacher say, hey, look, you may not agree with me. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Here's what I want you to do. Go find out for yourself. Think for yourself. If you don't agree with me, do the research. And you know, and be able to argue with me because right, you know right. that is, and that's good, and that's good. But you know, I, I think we 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 have you know a lot of kids hold the teachers in high regard. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they spend more time in school than anything else in, in their formative years, and 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 I appreciate the guy saying that uh, at the end of his conversation, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think of a, uh, if he were to bring somebody in with an impo- uh, with an opposing view, exactly because him debating both students, that's just a, a, a it's like Pee Wee Herman uh, sparring with Mike Tyson. It's not really it, it, a, a, right. a, a even I, thing. I do. There's no question about it. Listen to the guy's tape. The guy's a bedwetter. I mean, no offense. <laughs> oh, come I mean, on. Love, you don't love, know that. I love open, open political debate. I'm a huge fan of open political debate, and I encourage it. I love it. And I don't hate anybody because of their political views. I don't. But I know a lot of people do. But we can call them names. A, yes. This guy's a friggin' bedwetter. <laughs> All right. There he is, Shannon Burke from Midday Drive. I, right. I love the hideout. All right, buddy. We'll love talk you, to you, Shannon. Thanks, brother. I enjoy listening, man. I'll be tuning in. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. I, I do agree. That guy was a little light, light in the loafers. Now, here's the thing. I mean, he does. You see him. I don't know which way he goes. Oh. But, but, mm-hmm. I think the guy's got valid points. And here's my thing. I thought you were saying his butt. With public schools, man, I just like the fact that they're engaging in some sort of active debate. And you'll hear the debate later on in the tapes. And we'll also get to your phone calls next in the Hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Thursday night in the Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Playing the tapes from the uh, liberal bedwetter, as Shady caught him. He is. Uh, from uh, Colorado, in trouble for uh, spouting his views. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think he's spouting his views. I think he is giving a history lesson. Be it, it's in geography. But it's a history lesson, and it, how it relates to current one-sided. and how it relates to current events. Who's to say it's one-sided though? Who's uh, to say it's the truth? It could quite possibly be the truth. It could be. But because people don't agree with it, exactly. If some guy was going in there saying that, I uh, just guess what? Up. They're lying. We're right. They're wrong. <laughs> That's the problem here. 
I don't care if they, if you believe that someone's right or wrong. They have to just give the facts and let people. It, it doesn't happen anywhere anymore. I love how. And you, you can't let it be the Wild West just because. No, it is the Wild West. These these kids get are bombarded on talk radio on Fox News with one message. That isn't the whole truth. They aren't listening to Fox News or are listening to yeah, talk radio. I did. Who's to say they're not? And that's their choice. This isn't their choice. This is uh, them being assigned to a classroom and getting one guy's view. Trust me. Even if you agree or disagree, they're probably involved and engaged, regardless. If and more than if they disagree with the guy, they're probably more engaged than uh than if they agreed. Because if sometimes if you agree with somebody and you hear it over and over, you just yeah yeah okay yeah that's true all right yeah you're right. I'm gonna write my note to Lucy. And see if she wants to go have open lunch. Thank you for reminding me. But if you disagree with somebody, a lot of times... I have to check yes. You'll stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Todd and Titusville, you're in the hideout. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Hey, buddy. You know what? The reality is, is i I got to tell you, I'm impressed with the fact that teachers stood up and gave a point of view that's not necessarily the most popular one in is right now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 60s growing up, I remember seeing films of people walking down the streets with signs talking about uh, how engaged they were about a certain topic. In this day and age, with the age of political correctness, we don't have that anymore. And the reality is, is we've stopped teaching our kids on how to be activists. The reality is when something's wrong, it's wrong. And to be able to teach these kids to stand up for things that are wrong is very important. Now, whether or not you believe or agree with that gentleman, you know, I heard everybody says he has some valid points. Well, the reality is valid points are correct points. So he has the right to say what he said. And, I, and I'm with you in that, Todd. I don't know. And I'm probably guaranteeing this guy isn't getting all of his news from unbiased sources either. So There it, is no unbiased news source. I, I'll, I'll give you that. Unless maybe you go directly and do the reporting yourself. I mean, even in local uh, news, there's all kinds of slants. You know, there is no local, there's no unbiased anymore. It's just not the society we live in. It's not there. Um, all right, here's more. here's where he and the uh, kid who recorded this uh, started to get into it a little bit. Pretty close. Now, do all Mexicans dislike the United States? No. Do all Americans dislike Mexico? No. But there's a lot of resentment, not just in Mexico, but across the whole world towards America right now. We told Condoleezza Rice said that now that Hamas got elected to lead the Palestinians, that they have to renounce their desire to eliminate Israel. And then Condoleezza Rice also went on to say that you can't be for peace and support armed struggle at the same time. You can't do that. You're either for peace or you're for for war. But you can't be for both. What is the problem with her saying this? That's the same thing we say. That is exactly the same thing that this current administration says. We're going to make the world safe by invading and killing and making war. So if we can be for peace and war, well, why can't the Palestinians be for peace and for war? But isn't there a difference of, of, of having Hamas be like, we want to attack Israelis because they're Israelis, and having us saying, we want to attack uh, people who are known terrorists, isn't there a difference between saying we're going to attack innocents and we're going to attack people who are not innocent? I think that's a good point. But you have to remember 
Who's doing the defining of a terrorist? And what is a terrorist? Well, when people attack us on our own soil and um, are actually t attempting to take American lives and want to take American lives, whereas Israelis in this situation don't, uh, aren't, aren't saying we want to blow up Palestine. How did Israel and the modern Israeli state even come into existence in the first place? We gave it to them. Sort of. Why? After the Israeli... Zionist movement conducted what? Terrorist acts. They assassinated the British Prime Minister in Palestine. They blew up buildings. They stole military equipment. Assassinated hundreds of people. Car bombings, you name it. That's how the modern state of Israel was made, was through violence and terrorism. Eventually, we did allow them to have the land. Why? Not because we really care, but because we wanted a strategic ally. We saw a way to us to get a foot into the Middle East. If we create a modern nation of Israel, then, and we make them dependent on us for military aid and financial aid, well then, we can control a part of the Middle East. We'll have a country in the Middle East that will be indebted. This is completely opinion. But no, but that's, you don't remember hearing and learning this stuff like when you're in, when you were in school? Yes. About I, why, why the Germans would, uh, invade certain, uh, places during World War II and the strategy that went behind all that? Sure. And do you think that he's not being fair to the, to the kid who asked the question? No, that, he's allowing uh, the kid to talk. I'm not saying he's cutting the kid off or anything, but it, it it's completely opinion. It's completely opinion that uh, we don't care about these people and we don't care about, uh, you know, there there are people who care. And there are people in power who care. I don't buy it. I I, I think that it's all, uh, I to me, this is finally one of the few guys who's actually telling the truth. And because he's telling the truth, he's he's getting uh, in trouble over it. 407-916-1041, let us go to uh, Let's go to... Bob and Ocali here in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Bob? Hey, Anthony. Hey, dude. Uh, the, only, the only problem I have with you know with, with what this guy's doing is, you know, it, it could have it could have been done differently if he had started out with in, the, in this little speech asking the the kids questions. Do they know who Hitler is? Do they know this? Do they? <clears throat> My son just graduated high school uh, year, last year, and he knows nothing of history. I'm I'm, I'm no history buff by no means, but. I would I asked him, you know, who bombed Pearl Harbor? Who, uh, who did fight in World War Two? And most of the kids that he graduated with, that he hung around, I talked to, they had they had no idea of, of, of much of history. They, they had just, and what this guy is telling these kids, they, they're apt to take as the gospel because a teacher is telling them this. What fools! Everybody knows he the should, Vietnamese. <laughs> he should he he should have uh, he should have started this little question, you know, asking. You know, if the kids knew who Hitler was and what he did and how he, you know, and then if he wanted to, you know, in, 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 uh, in question form and, you know, bring it up, you know, what they thought and what this, what that, instead of just going on and on and on about, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so one-sided. The kids are, he's having an intellectual duel with, with unarmed kids. It's just, it's, it's but not see, fair. And to me, that's the point. They're unarmed kids. And you hear him later on, and we'll get to it. You'll hear him say, if you don't agree, go learn. I want you to go learn this more than anything else. But he, and I didn't believe everything my teacher told me. But the, not that, uh, hey, you don't agree with what I'm saying. Go look it up. Go uh, and come back to me and everything. Why not say, all right, 
This is what we're going to do. All of you guys are going to be on one side. All you guys are going to be on the other side. You, uh, you argue this side. You guys argue the other side. A fair level playing field and see what they can come up with. Well, who's to say it didn't do, that didn't happen early? I mean, this is 20 minutes out of, I don't know, 180 classes this guy teaches in a school year. I mean, I don't know what he's doing the rest of the school year. Hold on. Huge news. Coco Beware will be on the show tomorrow night. By, Sorry, I had to break in with that. By the way, Nameless, who runs HideoutHeretics.net, has posted the entire lecture. The entire lecture is on HideoutHeretics.net, so you can hear it in its entirety. SBK's Un- favorite site. Uninterrupted. <laughs> That's been squashed. Uh, Chris in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, Chris? Yeah, hey, guys. I appreciate your show. Thanks. Um, new to town. Uh, my fiance and I were talking. We just turned on the radio and heard what you guys were saying. Um, don't you think that it's a little uh, advantageous for uh, kids not to know uh, r- certain realities? If if kids are in high school, they could be 18 years old. I certainly do, and uh, if I and if I knew could, what advantageous means, I would well, uh, yeah, I would be could, they going could be against you right now. Old, and they could uh, be uh, shipped off to war, and mm-hmm. they could die for our country. So. What's uh, what's the problem with them uh, getting them thinking, get them, getting them to think like you would in college or anything like that? I just love how I love. I guess, how... I guess uh, real quick. I guess my second point is uh, that we're underestimating kids nowadays. They have more access to uh, you know the internet, communication. I think that they're smarter than uh, than we give them credit for. I think this teacher is underestimating them by trying to kind of uh, move them into the whole uh, left side before, you know, I, I think that that's what they're doing. I, I, love how, what... I love how a teacher wants to spur debate. Because he was, he, was, he was at, the kid asked a question, he said, you know what, that's a great point here, I'm going to tell you. And if the kid really thinks, you know what, he, my teacher's full of us, I'm going to go look it up and see how he's different. And then maybe come but, back to the teacher. But most kids aren't like that they are they will soak in whatever the adult says to them because that's the structure that's set up in a classroom 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 let's go to uh ian and Oviedo. you're in the hideout what's up dude hey what's up guys how's it going all right buddy i uh, i just i was i have a bs from fourth state mm-hmm. and uh, i was listening to him earlier talk about capitalism mm-hmm and I don't know if you guys noticed, but everything he was saying was communist. It was pure communist rhetoric. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you can obviously tell the fan, the guy's not a fan of capitalism. No, not I at mean, all. I mean, there's no, that wasn't even veiled. All right, we got a break. We're so late on the break. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Ian. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have more of this. We'll push back the hideout door prize blowout because people want to talk about it. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. All right, welcome back into the Hideout Real Radio 104.1-407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Let's run through some phone calls. Let's go to Gary and Lakeland. Dubs is going to queue up a part in there. Uh, by the way, this entire, uh, uh, the entire unedited portion of the teacher's lecture you can find on hideoutheretics.net. I really recommend you listen to it all. Uh, Gary, what's up, buddy? Uh, I was just wanting to mention one thing. My father, he's a... World War II veteran. He's 88. And he goes around to the grade schools, the high schools, 
and for the voters' registration here in Polk County giving talks about World War II and everything like that. And the kids just have no idea about World War II now. They've got it down to like one or two chapters, and, they, you know, it's just a big void. They have no idea what went on, why, and so they're open to accept everything. Uh, but see, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I just, I don't remember believing everything my teacher said. Maybe that was just me. Maybe I've always been one to naturally question authority, but I never, when a teacher said to do an assignment a certain way, I never believed that that was the way to do it. There may be a better or easier way. Even when they said facts and I knew a little bit about the subject. Even if I didn't. All my history teachers were right-wing. A couple of them were Vietnam veterans. Oh, yeah. And they just say, Nixon was a pussy. We should have never pulled out. Uh, I had one teacher that was a Dukakis. Uh, he was in the campaign. He was helped out, and he just w- got bitter after he lost so bad, and he just turned went total Reagan, and he just loved him and just touted him every day. And it was... I just couldn't go through those classes. I had a history class. Here's my history class with my baseball coach, watching John Wayne movies. <laughs> it's true. They were the Indians were that bad, at, that bad of shots. I mean, that's what my history <laughs> class was. You know what I mean? And I, I, maybe I'm just jealous because these guys are actually learning something. Whether you agree or disagree, it sounds like they're actually certain learning something about the world, as opposed to me watching the Duke. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with the Duke, man. Men love the Duke. Hondo kicks ass. What are you, a little light in the loafers? Their partner? <laughs> Thanks, huh? Coach Gardner. Ladies first in the hideout. Sabrina in Orlando. Sissy boy. Then we'll finish playing this audio. What's up, Sabrina? Hi, how are you? All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I love teachers like that when I was in school because if they're rambling on, then that means you're not doing work. So I like to listen to them talk. Although earlier you heard him say, if you uh, need time to catch up taking your notes, feel free. So right. it sounds like he made them write down everything. Right. Second of all, a Which makes it seem more like a history lesson than a debate. Hey, you take uh, it home, you get on the Internet, and went, wow, this guy's full of crap. <laughs> Go uh, ahead. The kid said he was saying that it should be okay to go get the terrorists because they hurt us on our soil or something. But, I mean, did I miss something in the news? I thought that Bin Laden's people of Afghanistan were the people who were responsible for 9-11, not the people of Iraq. So I don't I mean, understand what his argument is. We, yeah, we could argue, I mean, that political aspect forever. And it, it right. will be argued for, um, forever as far as history goes in the future and who's writing the history books. History always written by the winner. That's why we got to win, so we don't look like the asses that we are. Uh, all right, here's more of this Colorado teacher. Right, I'm picking it up from when he's talking about President Bush and 9-11. Okay, cool. Is it him or the... Uh... I they, I couldn't get right when the student because it, it, it starts a debate when he starts talking about it. Cool. And I also know that after September 11th, President Bush got on TV and he said... You will feel our wrath. You will feel the full force of the United States military. There will be paybacks. He said it again last night. He said, we've killed a lot of top-ranking Al-Qaeda members. And for those of you who we haven't killed yet, your day will come. Right? That kind of language to me is very obvious. And when you go trying to kill one particular type of person, you know that you're going to kill other people too. And let me ask you this. 
But no way in that. He, he stated that he's trying to kill innocents. I understand, but hold on. You need to understand something. That when Al-Qaeda attacked America on September 11th, in their view, they're not attacking innocent people. Okay? The CIA has an office in the World Trade Center. The Pentagon is a military target. The White House was a military target. Congress is a military target. The World Trade Center is the economic center of our entire economy. The FBI, who tracks down terrorists and so on and so forth around the world, has offices in the World Trade Center. Some of the companies that work in the World Trade Center are these huge multinational corporations that are directly involved in the military-industrial complex, in supporting corrupt dictatorships in the Middle East. And so in the minds of Al-Qaeda, they're not attacking innocent people. They're attacking legitimate targets, people who are, have blood on their hands as far as they're concerned. Now, there's a part in this earlier, too, and this is what I like about this teacher and why I give him kudos. Because he's asking his students to remove him, remove themselves from their point of view and consider other point of views. And that is my... Now, look, I don't agree with the terrorists, mm -hmm. but the only way we can begin to ever win this battle on terrorism is to understand what the other side is thinking. And that's where my biggest fault is with, I don't know, maybe this administration or maybe even Republicans as a whole. That type of person refuses to look at the point of view of someone other than themselves or someone who agrees with them. There is a, a very big greed factor in everything that uh, is done politically anymore. Uh, they don't want to put themselves in someone else's situation because they're in their own situation. They want to advance their situation. I mean, and that's to me the, the facts of it. But, I mean, it. I don't know if a 10th grade classroom is the... I think a 10th grade classroom is the perfect, at least geography, math, whatever. Just outstanding to teach kids to think about other points of view. So politics should be taught in every single classroom. No, I'm, math ta and I'm talking about looking at things from a different point of view. I'm talking about being able to look at things from a different angle. And say, hey, all right, it, the world isn't just about me. The world isn't just about America. There are more people on this earth than just me. Huh? I know. It's hard for many of us to fathom. But I'm going to look at this from a different angle and see, all right, if these guys are crazy enough to get inside an airplane and fly it into a building, what could they possibly have been thinking? Oh, and that's what the first thing that went through my mind when, uh, when uh, it happened. Like, why are they so pissed at us? What happened? But we refused to look and, uh, and wonder. Uh, go ahead, J-Dubs. We portray them as innocent because they are our friends and neighbors, family, loved ones. I mean, I, one of my best friends from, from high school, elementary school, and birth lives in lower Manhattan. You know, he was right there. He was four blocks away from it. So this is, you know, anytime it comes close to home, you begin to see things differently. Now, in no way am I implying, I don't know, what, you got to figure this stuff out for yourself, but I want you to think about these things. You know, think about this right here. Here's the real Homeland Security fighting terrorism since 1492. I don't know what he's pointing at. Right? I mean, it's the many Native Americans, that right flag is no different than the Nazi flag or the Confederate flag. <laughs> it represents the people that came and stole their land, lied, brought disease, rape, pillage, destruction, etc. So, 
It all depends upon various people's perspectives. And of course, we're going to see ourselves as being in the right, at least the majority of us, because that's us. But we, but but we were the ones that were attacked first on September 11, 2001. We were the ones that were attacked. We, we were not attacking. We were not attacking anybody until that point. Then we said, okay, we're going to go into Afghanistan. Then we said, okay, the Iraqi government has ties with Al Qaeda. We're going to go into Iraq. We were the ones that were attacked. That's only what they tell you. That's not. <laughs> Some stoner in there. If you remember back to my yeah. first day. That's just what they tell you, man. The September 11th attacks were, according to Bin Laden, a direct response to our number one support of the nation of Israel, which they consider to be a terrorist regime that does not have the right to control the land that the Palestinians lived on for over 1,500 years. And they also did it because of what George Clinton did. Bill Clinton. They had a little Parliament documentary on PBS last night. No, you had a Parliament doc- uh, documentary in your head. He Weedy. Yeah, he was smoking a little bit. Into Afghanistan sure. and this Sudan guy's crazy. And killed thousands of George Africans Clinton. and Afghanistan, Afghanis, that had nothing to do with All right, let's take some phone calls, Dubs. There's the gist of it. There's, okay. There's pretty much all of it. See if you can fast forward to the end where you can just hear his final little thing about... Um, you know, it's right at like the last 30 seconds about, hey, go figure it out for yourself. We'll take some phone calls. Let's go to uh, Chris and Akala. You're in the hideout. What's up, Chris? Hey, I'm a history teacher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I agree with a lot of what he's saying. However, as a teacher, his job is to teach. If he wants to teach about the individual countries throughout the semester so that you can learn about the people and the culture and then come back and say, all right, this is your midterm. At the end of the term, I want you on this side of you and I want you on this side of you and I want you to write papers on these viewpoints. And then that's how I'm going to base your grade is on how you handle it or how you do um, your debate and how you handle finding your facts based on what we've learned about the individual countries and cultures. That's no, what you do. No, I want to bring politics into mind. My high school has a class, as an elective, that you can take. It's called political science. Well, no, I, underst- I understand, Chris. Debate. All right, thank you. Um, I understand completely what you said, and I'm not saying this is the greatest teacher in the world. I'll be honest with you. I think this guy's a better talk show host maybe than teacher. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he is definitely very uh, good at showing his views and showing what they are, but it doesn't mean that... He... I'd like to have him follow the hideout. I say Catherine Brown no. gets on the air. Uh, gets we have Hendry. Yeah, I'd rather hear no. this guy. Shh. I know, I'm sorry. I guess I can't say that. Uh, 407-916-1041-888-96. You got that last little bit? Yeah. All right, here's the very last of it. And, you know, I'm not in any way implying that you should agree with me. I don't even know if I'm necessarily taking a position. But what I'm trying to get you to do is to think right, that about these issues more in depth, you know, and not just to take things from the surface. And I'm glad you asked all your questions because they're all very good, legitimate questions. And hopefully that allowed other people to begin to think about some of those things, too. I mean, there is, to me, the great thing about this teacher. In a 20 seconds out of 20 minutes, he tries to uh, make up for it. But he re- reiterates throughout, if you actually listen to the entire thing, which unfortunately we can't do here. And he, he even tried to slip it in that he uh, he thinks this is the uh, the uh, middle view. But this guy thinks these are the facts. 
He thinks these are the facts. To him, this is history. These are the facts. I'm not saying that this guy doesn't think he's doing a great thing for these children, and he doesn't have the best intentions in the world. I believe he does. But I do not believe that he is doing the correct thing. Here's what drives me crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm speaking from the heart right now. I'm looking down. I'm not even looking at anybody. Okay? Mm -hmm. To me, this guy's telling the truth. To me, this guy is one of the few guys who's telling the truth out there. Uh, Everything else is BS. Seems a little nutty to me. And for the most part, this guy, I'm not going to lie, he's a bit loony, aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah, you're the one talking to the table, you fruit. But this guy (laughs) is trying to get kids to do things that as Americans we do not do. And that's A, look at a different point of view, and B, encouraging them to figure it out for themselves. He wasn't really encouraging to figure out for himself. He was giving his view and not anything else. He's not figuring out for yourself when you're only uh, spoon-fed one side. He said at the end, if you don't agree, go figure it out. I'll give you all this stuff, but uh, I know you're lazy and you aren't going to get any other point of view. So Who's to say? Maybe he thinks that his students are badass and they will go learn. This Apparently this one kid... I had the initiative to record it and take it to a radio station. You heard the stoner sitting next to him. That guy has no idea. Why not? You tell me stoners don't know anything? You're a stoner. Yeah? I I didn't learn anything till after I stopped smoking weed, so... I know a lot of smart stoners. Now we got to take a break. All right, here's what we're going to do. That's just what they're telling you, man. <laughs> All right, Tommy, is this supposed to be the 912 break? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Actually, hit the hit the break now. Don't don't do the qualifier, but hit the break. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. All right, let's hurry up and get through these phone calls because apparently we're gonna have a wrestling guest right after. Yes, manager extraordinaire, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, fantastic. All right, I'll get through these phone calls about this teacher, and we'll get to. Uh, is he gonna be at the World? Uh... Yes, he will be. He'll be out there this weekend uh, over at the Hard Rock this Sunday night. With Russ and Russ will be uh, wrestling out there. Kamala, who we had on uh, before, he'll be out there wrestling. Is this one of your wet dreams, Dumps? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a gathering of this many big names from my uh, from my childhood, I can't be happier. I never got to go to like a WWF event when I was younger, and this is just like you know like everything I ever wanted when I was a kid. <laughs> now, anyway, what's fantastic too is is this better or? How does this rank with the gathering of the Juggalos, which you're always a big fan of, too? This is bigger. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I have a little little treat for you, a Jimmy Hart song. Okay. Well, then uh, let me get through these phone calls, and then we'll get to that. <laughs> it's and great. Right at the end of the segment, you'll get qualified for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. Lewis in Orlando, real fast, man. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, Hefe? Orale. Orale. This guy's a genius, man. He, he, he not only did what he had to do, no, but that's that and Lanny. That message right now is nationwide because of the radio, because of you guys. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? I wish I had a teacher like that. I, I agree, too, that I, if anything, and we talked about this not too long ago, Lewis, that this guy is at least passionate about the subject. Definitely. I don't think this guy should be fired at all. I think he should be, uh, this should give him an education of how to maybe uh, diversify his his message when he gives it. And I, I always agree with this, too, of... All right, he seems to know a lot uh, about both. Mm-hmm. So give this point of view. Then you could always say, now the other side would say yeah. this, this, and this. Eh, they're wrong, but uh, here's what they would say. All right, hey. Lewis, we're about to get to that uh, that special guest, so we'll, uh, we'll have okay. to let you go. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate Good it. Good job.
Uh, Ralph from Winter Park, real fast, my friend. Okay, real quick. Um, because probably, the teacher probably lost points by being a little bit too passionate and emotional in his delivery, but he was right on topic. He was not wrong in any part. And furthermore, he would do my own world geography teacher, Mr. Pritchard from Lake Howell High School, proud because when you teach world geography, you gotta, you gotta teach a little bit of history, you gotta teach a little bit of culture, you gotta teach a little bit of about mindsets about how, how countries are created and how countries are, uh, uh, maintained and how they get along with each other. See, that's what I think geography is too, not just placing, um, like naming what a specific thing is on a map or here's where the Andes are, here's where Mount Everest is. And unfortunately, right. I think where it's are been, they? I think it's been dumbed down to that. I don't know. I think they're in uh, Colorado. Asia, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate <laughs> you it. Bet. Uh, uh, that's where they make the Coors beer. Good. Donnie and Daytona, you're Keep in the em. hideout. What's up, Donnie? Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm for him. Quickly, because we I got just, Jimmy Hart waiting. Uh, Jimmy Hart's awesome. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm one of those smart stoners you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, I totally agree with this teacher. I mean, people just don't understand that, you know, Al-Qaeda and those terrorists that bombed us totally just went after mil military targets. It's not like they bombed a football stadium full of, you know, innocent people. Yeah, there were a lot of innocent people there and everything, but their objective was totally at the U.S. government, which, you know, is – their enemy, and, and that's why they attacked us. It's not, you know, people, all these rednecks or whatever, like, oh, they attacked America, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, they, they went after they our military. Well, no, and I agree, too. And, Donnie, I mean, I don't agree with all that, but I will say, more than anything else, I like the fact that teachers just teaching people to look at things differently. It's not, this world isn't just about you. The world, however, uh, Sunday night will ro probably revolve around this man. Jimmy Hart in the hideout, J-Dubs. The I mouth know, of the south. Um, I know you're going to be out there at the um, Hard Rock Live uh, dubs this Sunday, and you, you ran down the list. Here's the one and the only Jimmy Hart for you, dubs. How's it going? El Hippie and J-Dubs. It, it's great. You know, I just was filming a, a, another version of Hulk Hogan's VH1 uh, reality series. It's going to be on in the next uh, next couple of months. I was down in Tampa today doing that. I'm in Orlando mm -hmm. now. My, my good friend Colin Bowman's place. Over here at Notable and Notorious, we were looking at all these Jack's action figures of all these celebrities and superstars that are going to be on the show Sunday night. Are you looking forward to it? What I, do you know anything about the show yet? Because they're keeping a pretty tight lip. Well, you know what? I think the cat's out of the bag now. Of course, uh, one of the big matches that we've been talking about today is, of course, our Triple R, who is on the Monsters in the Morning mm -hmm. on your station there. He's, mm -hmm. got, uh, he's got himself into a heck of a mess with Johnny B. Bad with uh, the Blue Meanie with a special guest partner. The Blue Meanie's going to have a former WCW star that was a hardcore champion, so that could be one of 20 people. Oh. Uh, a, a couple of guys are going to be on it, too. I'm looking forward to it. I know you're going to have him on the show tomorrow night. Coke will be where the Birdman. He's yes. from Tennessee, where I was originally from. From He's bringing, not Frankie. Frankie was burned up in a fire, which he'll tell you <laughs> no. about Heard, no. He's bringing Johnny, I think. <laughs> Frank and Johnny, Are you but, uh, serious? Frankie's dead? Yeah, Frankie oh, got, got, he, got, uh, he got roasted in a little fire several <laughs> years ago, and I think Coco will tell you about it tomorrow night. It was a pretty uh, pretty big funeral they had for him down in Memphis back then. I imagine. But, uh, but Coco is trudging on, but he'll be on your show tomorrow night. But uh, Diamond Dallas Page is going to be there. We've got Canyon. We've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nikolai Volkov, the Iron Sheik, Jake the Snake Roberts, come out of the Ugandan Giant with Friday. 
Jimmy Cornette, the Midnight Express. We've got Bobby Heenan with the, with the Armstrongs. We've got all three of the Hebner brothers, referee you saw him, of course, in the WWE, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, Greg DeHammer Valentine. From, from Puerto Rico, we've got Eddie Colon and his father, Carlos Colon. Of course, their brother is uh, Carlito, mm-hmm. uh, who is with the WWE. Vampiro from Mexico City. We've got Disco Inferno. Uh, we've just got, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Our good friend Sal Corrente, who is putting the show on, of course, he had all the rest of reunions. Um, this is kind of a branch off of that called World Wrestling Legends, but uh, tickets are 25 bucks. It's going to be at the Hard Rock Live, of course, Sunday night. All right, now, mister, who's going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jimmy Hart here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Of course, it is this Sunday at the Hard Rock Live. As soon as we heard about it with our boy Triple R from the Monsters in the Morning, we were so stoked. Dubs, you got in it. We have a hideout monster section, real radio section. We talked to Kamala earlier uh, tonight, uh, earlier this week, J Dubs. Mm-hmm. Um, who? What's the big match? Like, do we know what the uh, what the main event is? Well, it's about. To me, I feel like if you're a wrestling fan of say, yeah, Coco, these are that's all your main event. If you love Kamala, that's your main event. But let me tell you, Scott Steiner is going to be taking on Buff Bagwell. That's uh, of course Big Papa Pump. You know, his brother. It's almost like a, a Steiner reunion, really, because Rick Steiner is also on the card that night. Uh, we've got. Uh, uh, something kind of special. We've got uh, a big tribute to Bruno San Martino's going to be there, and this guy doesn't make a lot of appearances anywhere, man. He's yeah. I was he's, really surprised when I saw him on the list. I haven't seen him out and about in a while. I thought but, he like swore off pro wrestling. At well, one point. you know what? It, it, that's we heard those rumors, but he really loves it. I, I think his whole deal is just so don't different. spit on his son. Well, he's a, he's a good friend of Sal Corrente. He's the promoter of the show, of course, and he's going to be there. And Dory Funk Jr. is just uh uh, it's it, also the the girls formerly known as the Nitro Girls. You know, you got to have a few girls on of the course. show. But, but Spice and Jaquita and Shay and and um, Fire are going to be there on the show too. So it's going to be a big night. Our, our, we've got a company that's going to be coming out that's going to be a, doing a documentary. So if you guys are there, we'd love to get y'all on camera and, and talk to you guys uh, for a while because we would love about to. what you guys do and 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 what y'all have been so uh, instrumental to all of our wrestling through all the years. Y'all have been great, along with with of course Russ Rollins, of course and. Uh, uh, it's going to be kind of a documentary that's going to be shot that's going to come up later, uh, either on A&E or maybe um, HBO, of course. And uh, we're going to get a lot of interviews from all the fans that are there and talk about what they like about wrestling, what they don't like about wrestling. And, and it's just going to be a fun-filled night, really. Jimmy Hart here in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. Again, the uh, um, Legends uh, this Sunday of wrestling over at the, uh, the Hard Rock Live. Uh, tickets are still available for that. Of course, the Russ Rollins uh, wrestle. Tommy Bateman, you have a question? Yeah, I always wanted to know this. You used to be uh, in a band called the Gentries. Uh, I believe it was in the 60s that had a hit, Keep On Dancing. How did you go from that to becoming like the superstar manager in wrestling? Well, a one-hit wonder. I mean, it was hard to eat off one record for 10 years. Huh. you know. But uh, we were very lucky. We started out in Memphis, like the gentleman just said, and... Uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. We uh, were lucky enough to cut a record called Keep On Dancing on the MGM label, and before you know it, we were in high school and working on the weekends with Dick Clark. We would uh, Some of the shows would be with Sonny and Cher and the Beach Boys. Back then, they had all bus tours. I'm telling my age now, bus tours back then. But uh, it was a great experience for me, and I had a good friend named Jerry the King Lawler who went to Treadwell High School with me back then. He went into professional wrestling. I went into music. One day I was back in town working on an album, and uh, he went in to cut kind of a novelty song on it, and he asked would I sing back up with him, and we became really, really close friends. And the next thing I know, two years later, I was managing Jerry the King Lawler against Andy Coppin in Memphis, and uh, all of a sudden after that, after five years there in the local territory, I had a, a phone call from Vince McMahon, and I said, feet don't fail me now, and I went to New York, and I was there from <laughs> WrestleMania 1 through WrestleMania 10. Now, I... 
you were uh, friends with Hulk Hogan, of, uh, of course, as well, and he uh, he had a, a album come out, and you did a song on that as well, right? Yeah, we had a we had an album called The Wrestling Boot Traveling Band, and uh, uh, when Hulk and I left New York, we went into the studio to cut this thing, and believe this or not, this is what's really crazy. While we were over promoting the album over in Europe, mm-hmm. we went to a BM, uh, I think it was B. MG record label back yeah. then, and the gentleman that met with us for about an hour talked us into cutting a song by Gary Glitter, who's in a lot of trouble right now if you read the papers, mm-hmm. but it was Never called of. Leader of the Gang, but the guy who got the deal for us was Simon Cowell, who's the guy now, one of the co-hosts on uh, American Idol. Wow. So you know everybody, crazy. Jimmy. Yeah, you uh, you have a net going. <laughs> like now this... It's better to be lucky than to be good. <laughs> <laughs> this song is excellent, though. This Sunday at the Hard Rock Live, the uh, Legends of Wrestling, Russ Rollins is going to be there, Jimmy Hart, Kamala we talked to earlier, Coco Beware joining us in the hideout tomorrow. We appreciate you taking some time, uh, Mr. Hart, coming into the hideout. We very much look forward to Sunday night at the Hard Rock Live. Well, we love you guys. Anything you need for us, we'll make sure we throw somebody in y'all's lap, okay? And nice. I know, too, we, uh, we'll have some media passes, so it'd be fantastic to meet all you guys out there. Yeah, shake your hands. Well, yeah. you guys have got carte blanche. We love y'all. And before I leave, remember one thing, baby, never trust a midget, okay? <laughs> Thanks. Agreed. Thanks. So true. Thank you, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> it all comes down to that. We're so late. Well, we have to play a song all the way through. I started it. You know I can't cut off the wrestling boot traveling band. Sacrilege. Here's what we're going to do. we got to get caught up. Hey, Hideout, your unscreened phone call's next. After that, the Hideout door prize blowout. Darone has a badass game we're going to play. So much to do. I told you it was a busy night, didn't Very. I? Very. And we had uh, more stuff fall in our lap. Oh, my. It's a hideout. With the boys in the band. Real Radio 104.1. a postcard whenever I can sincerely. The wrestling boot traveling band. Congratulations to John Hunt of Sanford. He's the latest qualifier for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. Wow. We are late. We, I know. We guaranteed everybody would get in on the uh, on the uh, the fuel stretch, but uh, we almost missed that one. Yeah. Sorry. I told you it was going to be a busy mm-hmm. night. I like it, though. And we haven't gotten nearly to anything. So right now we're going to squeeze in Hey Hideout, then we'll break, try to get caught up to do the Hideout Door Prize Blowout, which has been pushed back. But Deuce Childerone has a fun game for us. Hey Hideout, your on-screen phone calls. <laughs> Hey, hideout. Come into the hideout. Into the hideout. Into the hideout. All right, here we go. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. First up in Hey, Hideout. Hideout News Director, Sir Gary the Prophet. Sir Gary. Hey, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. What's I'm in the news? Jimmy Hart, I remember seeing him... Uh, Manage the Freebirds. Oh, yes, the fabulous Freebirds. I forgot about that. Jimmy Hart is uh, your He's real... He's a manager, uh, manager extraordinary. He's been with them all. You're a real big fan, huh, Sir Gary? I'm a big fan of Raston. I've been watching Raston since I was 16 years old. Are nice. you going to be there Sunday to watch Triple R? 
If I can get away to come, I'll probably be there. Fant- and it's going to be after church, which is where, her, uh, held where? Uh, it'll be held at the, uh, what do you call it, City Walk? No. No, no. Church. The church. Where's the Although, church? Oh, oh I, that is right, though. <laughs> Good job. Uh, well, uh, I'll be at New Hope Primitive, New, New Hope Primitive Baptist Church on, uh, Story Road in Winter Garden, Florida, where there's good Baptist practices coming Sunday at 10.30 in the morning. They're in the ground 12 and 1, the public spied it. All right, there he gets. Sir, Sir Gary, no headlines tonight. Bless you. Have a good evening. You too, Sir Thanks, Gary. Sir. But we love you, and you're fantastic. And you hold like nobody's business. <laughs> Slow night for well, Slow he was man. No, he was, uh, he was on hold yesterday, maybe the day before, for an entire hour. Wow. And I was just about to go to him, and he hung up. Aw. Sorry, Sir Gary. Uh, Nightmare Dave, real fast, unscreen phone calls, go. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. I just wanted to say that I wish I had a teacher as good as that one because it would have motivated me a little more in school to really pay attention to the whole shoot match. I I, I think the teacher did pretty decent and he shouldn't get in too much trouble for because he didn't really. No, Jimmy Hart's the manager, not a teacher. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm so stoked about Sunday after hearing Jimmy Hart there, man. I just I feel like a little kid again, J Dubs. I I have you guys having media passes and getting a really or you know press passes and really getting to meet them guys in the back because that would just totally, that would totally, totally make my day, man, you know? And, uh-oh, somebody's uh, breaking into something nightmare day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go solve it, buddy. All right. All right. How uh, dare them break in in the middle of his nap? <laughs> I know. Uh, here's the other thing about that, too, though, Dubs, is mm-hmm. uh, we need to take the mini-disc recorder and get them to cut promos for of us. Of course. <laughs> Remind me, do not let me forget to bring that mini-disc player so we can have them. Maybe we should give them heretic cards. <laughs> Here you go. Here's your number, Kamala. I Bruno? Bet, I bet they'd cut it for us. Um, let's go to uh, Nathan on I-4 real fast for uh, Hey Hideout. What do you got, Nathan? Hey Hideout. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, Jody and Scott on 105.9, they suck. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Your that opinion, sir. Not- that's the uh, right straight to the point. Thank you. Second best uh, line of the night behind <laughs> Brett Bushy's. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it has been like, uh, a free for all here tonight, hasn't it? Hey, why not? I didn't okay. see that one Much like the teacher telling the truth. Uh, let's go to, and that's unbiased. Brian in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's Agreed. up, Brian? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, man, is uh, Robin Fest coming to the wrestling this weekend? No, they won't be out here for it. Although they are buddies did give a very nice uh, mention because Dub sent up the Kamala uh, songs. And Ron and Fez, of course, you can hear him on XM202 every day live from, uh, what is it, 11 to 2? 11 to 2. And then the midnight replay. Midnight uh, to 3. Midnight to 3 on XM202. Very, very good guys. So uh, you, got, you guys like Neil Rogers at all? Neil Rogers. Of course. Who doesn't? They used, they used to be on, uh, Ron and Fez used to be on the same station down in uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like 60-something years old, but the guy's pretty good, man. He's like... Uh, Love him. He's, he's been on in Miami for about 30 years now, but uh, you guys are pretty good, too, man. Thank I you. I appreciate that, Brian. I like his chicken uh, franchise. Um, no, it's Roy Rogers. Roy. Oh. Who's the singer, Kenny. then? Kenny. That's Kenny. Kenny. That's his cousin, though. Um, oh, okay. Well, I was right, then. <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, you were, Tommy. All right, we got a break. Good hey hideout. Nice, quick. Loved all the calls. To the point. Um, here's what we're going to do. Okay. N- now it's time for Deuce Childerone's game show. Anyone who's up for hey hideout, they can play the game. They'll be first up, all right? Because we left some people on the board. They can play um, uh, Deuce's new game. What's the name of your game, Deuce Chill? 
I guess we're going to call it How Fat is Matt. Yeah, didn't see this one coming. <laughs> um, what's the basis of the game? We're going to give the rules now? Yeah, sure. All right, here's, it. here's how it's going to work. I'm going to give you an item, and you're going to guess how many of that item it takes to equal Matt Albert's weight. I love it. I love it. Can I do Jew jokes? No. Doesn't bother me. Do no. All right, we'll see. No. You have to, you have You're to, not. <laughs> Matt, you have to create a game around it. You know the rules. Exactly. <laughs> then we can get away with it because right. we're, we're giving away prizes. But take a break and come back. If you want to play the game, call now. Be a winner. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Get your game on. The Hideout Door Prize Blowout coming up next. Real Radio is the Monsters in the Morning. Yes, Jim. I like the nuts. The high This is Real Radio 104.1. If you are caring for a loved one who suffers from Alzheimer's, you don't have to go it alone. There is help. Call the Alzheimer's Information Line, 1-800-438-4380. Want to have some fun? Volunteer. How? Coach a little league team. Teach others about computers or computer technology. Give advice on a teen help hotline. For more cool ways to help out in your community, log on to teensvolunteer.org. A message from the National Consumers League about pain medicines like Aleve, Motrin, and Advil. To minimize side effects like stomach bleeding or ulcers, read the label. Don't mix medications and involve your doctor. For a free brochure, call 1-866-216-2316. 1-866-216-2316. Looking for amazing presents this year? Notable and notorious is Orlando's premier collectible store. Unique products from the Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Plus WWE, horror movies, fantasy weapons, and more. Notable and Notorious is one of only 200 registered autograph dealers in the world. Their autographs are the real deal. Call 407-363-0005 for one-of-a-kind gift ideas from Notable and Notorious. 407-363-0005. Want to see a movie? No. Want to go bowling? No. Isn't there anything different to do? Looking for something extraordinary? to do? Visit Sky Venture and feel the thrill of skydiving without jumping from an airplane. Sky Venture simulates the skydiving experience in their high-velocity wind tunnel. It's like skydiving without the airplane, and it's a blast. Experience the extraordinary at Sky Venture. For reservations and information, visit SkyVentureOrlando.com. The funniest night show in America. Dubs have a copy of this game show? No, I do not. I can go make copies in the real quick. It's too late. Just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. If they got the if they get the answer correct, okay? Okay. Um should we do if they miss one, then we give them a second chance? How many do you have? Ten. I got, I got ten of them. Alright, let's do it that way. Alright, that way we should be able to get to everybody on the board, alright, nice. Let's go to uh Rob in Daytona Beach, you're first up. You ready, Rob? Yeah, go ahead. Alright, once again, uh here's the premise of the game from Deuce Shell. All right, I'm going to give you an, a particular item. Each question is a different item, and you have to guess how many of that item it takes to equal Matt Albert's weight. And do we want to give Matt Albert's weight out? Yeah. Matt Albert weighs 500 pounds. All right, so he, uh, how many of the items? Here we go. Okay, so how many dozen jumbo eggs does it take to equal Matt? 
100, uh, wait, no, I'm going to give you multiple choice. Oh, good. 153, oh, okay. 267, 379, or 481. And these are the jumbo eggs. How many jumbo dozen? Jumbo eggs. 267. Wow. Congratulations, Rob. Fantastic. Perfect. So if we were to go to Publix and buy the jumbo eggs, like the entire, like, carton? Um, here's, how, here's how it works. A carton of jumbo eggs is about 30 ounces. Okay. There are 30 ounces per dozen. Okay. And that equals 1.87 pounds. So it would take 267 cartons. Or a dozen, 267 yeah. dozen. Same thing. Yeah. To equal Matt Albert's weight. Correct. Is it just me or is anyone else a real big fan of this game? <laughs> I love it. Matt? Oh, I love it. <laughs> he seemed almost relieved at first, and now he just looks mad again. Yeah, because he's going to have to hear about how fat he is. He's uh, only 500 pounds. Let's go to Minute Too Late, man. You're in the hideout. You, uh, you're you actually early. Yeah, hey, well, real quick before I pledge, you guys hear that Jody and Scott sucks? Okay, you're a minute, minute too, too late. late. No, actually, you're months, yeah. but why? Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, are you ready to play the game? Let's do it, man. All right, buddy. Here we go. How many sticks of butter does it take to equal Matt Albert? <laughs> 500? A trillion. 500, 1,000, 1,500, or 2,000? Uh, let's go with 1,500. All right, hold on. You get a second chance a uh, minute too late, man. Uh, was it 1,000? Was it 1,000? It's what? actually 2,000 sticks of oh, butter. Oh, wow. I. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, so, how much does a stick of water, uh, butter weigh? One stick of butter is four ounces, which is basically 0.25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Ironically, it goes through a thousand sticks of butter in a uh, given year. That could be part of the weight issue. Who doesn't? Butter. Right. He doesn't I enjoy sugar. butter. Uh, here, yeah, but he doesn't eat sugar. <laughs> exactly, so it balances out. All right, here's your second one. A minute too late, man. All right, how many cups, like a measuring cup? Okay. How many cups of chocolate chips does it take to equal Matt Albert? 1,315, <laughs> 1,658, 2,225, or 5,000? Let's go with uh, 1,000, what, 628, you said? 1,600. There's two of them in 1,000. 1,315 or 1,658? 658, 1,658. I'm sorry. Uh, I, he hit the wrong one. Mm-hmm. You were close, though. It was 1,315 cups of chocolate chips. Again, for uh, third Mike to equal, one-third Mike and Ryder. And a cup of chocolate chips is six ounces, which is uh, .38 pounds. Or to equal one virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Does this sting a little bit? Uh I'd say something, but you told me not to. No. Why would you go to that? There's no reason to attack his faith. He's attacking my fatness. And what do you have something faith I hold dear, I'll attack something he holds dear. Why don't you just like attack his uh, inability to uh, be normal? All right, let's do this. Let's take a break, come back. Everyone else left on the board will play the game. Hang tight. We have to get caught up on our breaks, though. It's a hideout, real radio, and I'll read the prizes you're going to win. A few open lines, so it's a chance for you to get in, but everyone on the board plays first. Uh, Only fair in the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. All right, coming down the home stretch already, J-Dubs, on a Thursday night. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. A little late at the hideout door prize blowout, but it's the how fat is Matt game. Worth the wait. (laughs) I just, I love it. It's really, really good. 
And finally, something innovative from Deuce Childeron. All right, here we go. Back to the game show. Ladies first in the hideout from the people who are left on the board. Let's go to Crystal in Deltona. You ready, Crystal? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's Deuce Chill. Okay, Crystal, how many rolls of toilet paper does it take to equal Matt? 500? Hold on, before we even get to that. Uh, so today, I'm uh, hanging out with my uh, chick in my room. Mm-hmm. And then I hear a... Uh, I come over, I'm like, uh, may I help you? Oh, uh, can I get the plunger? <laughs> How many times does that happen to you, uh, Matt? Is that a constant thing? I, I asked him. I go, was it a you know, really incredible movement? No, I think it's just the toilet paper. <laughs> well, it was just, you know, number one in there, so it couldn't have been me. That's what they all say. One, I think because I, I left yeah, the toilet the guy- paper in there, for, like, overnight... That only softens it up. It was the guy before you, probably. No, it was you. It was you. It was obviously you. All right, here we go, Crystal. Sorry. A little uh, hideout off-campus housing story for you. All right. Okay, so how many rolls of toilet paper does it take? And this is the toilet paper and the little uh, cardboard thing in the uh, intact roll. Okay, to equal Matt Albert's weight. 500, 750, 1,000, 1,250. Uh, the last one, 1,250. Hold on, Crystal. You'll get a second chance. How many rolls of toilet paper equals Matt Albert? 1,000. <laughs> how many? Could you imagine how many uh, rolls of toilet paper? That, I don't think they even have that in an entire row at Publix. The average roll of toilet paper is uh, 227 grams, which is just over a half a pound. Really? I didn't realize that. That's what he uses each time he goes, too. Right. At least. (laughs) All right, here we go, Crystal. Here's your second chance. Have you ever thought maybe, Matt, that you would uh, get to the point of using the stick? No. No? Have you? You've never feared that? No, not really. Okay. I'm just wondering. (laughs) He looks so pissed. (laughs) Honestly, that's something I would actually fear if I was... Here's the thing. He's 21 right now, but who knows at 27 when he's at seven bills. I think this one will make him feel thin. Okay, here we go. This one's not bad. How, well, I guess the music's dropped out on me. Okay, start back up. How Hold many on. how many gallons of how many gallons of water does it take to equal Matt? Twenty, forty, sixty, or eighty gallons of water? Crystal? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say sixty. You call. Alright. Good job. She's a winner. Hold on, Crystal. Hey, you have a fat body, but I have fat fingers, so it all works out, huh? A gallon of water equals 8.337 pounds. And 60 of those equals Matt. Yeah, Alright. A gallon of water is heavy. Yeah, have you ever carried... You, you carry around a gallon of water a lot. Oh, well, sometimes, too, when I buy them at Publix, I'll want to mm-hmm. carry them up three flights of stairs, and I'll get, like, two in each hand. Sometimes try to squeeze a third. Yeah. You're how many of those? 60. <sighs> For now. Let's go over to Jason in Daytona Beach. You ready, Jason? Yeah. All right, here we go. All right, Jason. All right. How many baseballs does it take to equal Matt Albert? <laughs> I right, hold on. I'm going to say 1,700. All right, here are your choices. 772, 1,667, 2,941, or 3,327? I'd go with the second one, but don't mind me, Jason. Yeah, 16,67, I'm going with it. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm good. All right, congratulations, Jason. Hold on. 
a baseball weighs between five ounces. Here's here's what here's the rules. A major league baseball has to weigh more than five ounces, but no more than five point two five ounces. What's wrong, Matt? I'm just sitting here. I got nothing to do with the game. What am I supposed to do? You are the inspiration of the game. Yeah, but I don't have anything to say. Does this motivate my game? Does it motivate you at all? No. Really? No, not really. Why not? I would think that something like this would motivate you. No, not really. To know that they don't go uh, through no, that I'm many. Here. No, I'm watching the Maverick game. Uh, that they wouldn't go through that many baseballs in an entire season. Well, it happens. <laughs> yeah. right, it just happened to you. All right, Senor Hamburglar, you're just playing for fun because you're too young to win a prize. Yeah, and also I have a comment about Gibbs' head. Okay, real fast. Um, you know how the anti-Matt's always saying that if Matt was to skydive, he would just go straight to hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't the same thing apply to Gibbs because of that huge-ass head he has? I don't know. And I don't even know if Gibbs would get into hell. Oh, they gave you the crickets. Even when he turns 18, he's not going to get a prize. Ha ha! Alright, here you, Gibbs. Stick All right. to dog rape. Alright, here we go, Senor <laughs> Hamburglar. My girlfriend might be listening. Alright, All right. here's, here's for Senor Hamburglar. Alright. Spot. Here we go. You only get one question. <laughs> How many bowling pins does it take to equal Matt? 71, 92, 143, or 254? I'd have to say 92. Good. I think it would take everything over at the Brunswick Wakaiva Lanes. I'm, I'm including bowling balls, pitchers, the uh, equipment that shows the uh, scores. It was actually 143 pence. Each bowling pin weighs 3.5 pounds. Doesn't seem right. All right, now Matt's just here playing with the tape in his shame. I've been doing that the whole show. Yeah, he came back here all covered in tape. <laughs> Mummifying himself. That'll be my next one. How many rolls of scotch tape does it take to equal Matt? Nice. Thank you. Uh, all right. How many more do we have left? Two? Yep. All right. All right. We'll see who's been holding the next longest. Maybe trip. three. The thir- the last one's not very good. All right. Hank Money, you're next up. And Eustace, you ready, Hank? Yeah, man. All right. Here we go. All right. How many em- empty How many empty half-barrel kegs does it take to equal Matt? 17, 26, 33, or 72? I'm going to say 33. It's actually 17. Those things are heavy. I, I do remember mm-hmm. in uh, college days those being fairly heavy. A, a, half barrel, ones. a half barrel empty keg is a 29.7 pounds. All right. That's uh, 17 of those. Wow. Uh, here we go, uh, Hank Money. Here's your second chance. All right. All right. Here we go. How many ultra-thin notebook computers does it take to equal Matt? 185, 280, 345 or 470? 280. I didn't have that one in front of me. Oh, it's there. But. Oh. Sorry, Hank Money. That wasn't right. All right, here's the only variation I like to play, just for this final one. Okay. I think we should make Matt play the game, too. Just hear his answer and then hear the listener's answer. I don't think he likes that idea. We have one question left. Well, we're going to do this one a little different, because this one actually gives what it weighs. So we'll see who the mathematician is. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. In honor of food, I did 64-ounce steaks, because that's the big thing to be able to eat it. So how many 64-ounce steaks does it take to equal Matt? Uh, Is this uh, fill-in-the-blank? Or you have... uh, I thought you guys were playing this one. You have multiple choice. 125. You know your body, because that's exactly how many. Wow! Matt, you're a winner!
That's impressive. Uh, that's only because he did that once in Amarillo. Yeah. He ate that many. I got a T-shirt. <laughs> picture on the wall. <laughs> t-shirt doesn't fit. Nice now, it, do people actually take pride in the, the picture on the wall thing? Or is it just for people to come there and kind of giggle at? I think you'd... I mean, I don't know. If I finished one of those, I think I'd be pretty stoked. Just sitting there like uh, with your lumberjack pose? <laughs> um, Looking like the brawny man? Tell you what, Deuce Chill, you've finally done something right. Oh, thank you. This is fantastic. We'll have another one next week. Uh, we were told you're the master of the game shows, and you finally did one. About time. Ten months in. <laughs> so we'll look for another one here uh, toward... October. I save them for when I need them. Take a break and come back. It's a hideout, Real Radio 104.1. Congratulations, Steve Hamuda of Melbourne. Latest qualifier for the $500 in gas money from Shell Fuel Stretch. It is the hideout on Real Radio 104.1. <sighs> I feel like I can breathe now a little bit. Last 45 minutes of the show. It's been... Hasn't just gone... It's just flown by, hasn't it? It has been like a mad wind sprint. Everything we've done all night, I think. Are we caught up yet? Yes. Uh, we get up, man. <laughs> Are you lying or... No, we're caught up. Oh, fantastic. <sighs> just hope Catherine wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, she was. Yes. By the way, kudos to her. We had a little issue. Well, actually, I don't. I love her, but Dubs hated her for a second. I did not hate her. I had a little issue. I didn't hate her. Your issue is you were left out of the big meeting that's coming up Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you you uh, had to sit down with Catherine today? Yeah, I got a, a little email beckoning me to her uh, to her office, so I came up early today and talked with her, and we uh, we had a nice talk. Everything's cleared up, and. Uh, She's great. Um, so it's all good though. Everything is perfect. Real Radio didn't jump the shark on no. February twenty eighth. No, <laughs> for she, you. And that's the the problem with management I've had in the past. Whenever I do have an issue, they never want to talk about it. Catherine, right away, want to know. You know, all right, what's the issue? What can we do to make it better? What's going on? You know, I gotta say, I really respect the people here. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. And then I hear, I, let's just say I had a phone conversation with someone, mm-hmm. and then I hear what's going on at the old station, at WJFK, Oof. and just how it's literally falling apart at the seams. Um, And yeah, I'm so thankful that we're here at Real Radio. Without a doubt. I, I can't imagine being there right now. No. I couldn't imagine doing what they're going through. I do miss our uh, friends Don and Mike, and obviously miss Ron and Fez, but, um, and Cameron. But other than that, oh, so good luck right there. I miss Jag the promotions guy. Uh, no, I don't. I miss why? Me- I miss Megan, but other than that, I don't miss sales. <laughs> uh, we had a sales department there. Mm, uh, uh, let me. You say- don't remember Madonna pantsuit lady? Yeah, I remember that Medusa. <laughs> Thank you to Link, by the way, who's in. Uh, Hideout Heretic came by and uh, brought me uh, my birthday gift. A little late, but it's still fantastic. A Resident Evil 4 t-shirt. Oh, nice. 
Not only that, but I also got you a copy of uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I'm also getting you the part three for it. I was trying to get the double pack, but none of the stores mm-hmm. seem to that I know about had them. So I'm going to wow. get that for you. Also, I'm getting you the... Uh, uh, it's Liberty, my birthday. The Liberty Stories, which is coming out in about a month or two. They're also we're going to bring release that to the PS2. I'm going to get you that. Oh, nice. I'm also getting you two different hats. Uh, Dallas hat for the the Dallas Cowboys for the football for next year when it comes out. I already have that ordered for you. Um, and also getting you the um, Dallas Maverick hat. So. Uh, where the hell were you in August? Yeah. What the hell? Uh, he's just moved up into my top five here. My birthday's in two weeks. No one cares. <coughs> here, you can have the spoon. Uh, well, thank you very much, Link. That is very nice of you, my friend. You're most welcome. And we'll see you also on Sunday out at the uh, Legends of Wrestling. I know you're stoked about that. Definitely. Our buddy Rich Rich from Philly, who always keeps up with us on RealRadio.fm. Um, What's up, my public? As always, has come down once again from Philadelphia to hang out in our great city of Orlando. What's on tap for you? I know you're going to come out to the bowling league Saturday night. Oh, good. Throw back the dollar beers with us. Dollar uh, Miller Light, by the way. And uh, anything else going on? You and Snatchy Cakes and Doogie hanging out? Probably. Uh, anything goes right right now. I'm I'm here till now next Wednesday. Oh wow, Stan. So, got right. a week off. And you'll be here, I'm sure, tomorrow for the open door. Absolutely. And of course, Kimmy and Kat are here, the wonderful massage therapists. They literally just saved my Achilles heels. I thank you, ladies, uh, to no end. Someone still needs to save uh, WJFKs. Yeah, that one's already been slit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, WJFK. <laughs> I'm not going to say that because they, <laughs> they still have, you know. I know, but. One fantastic show on Don and Mike. Once that happens, though. And there's Sporting no one wa- Radio. There's no one watching out for the iceberg straight ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to make something and it's not even worth it. Oh. Uh, Is that an iceberg over there? <laughs> Can I snort it? Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. All right, Dubs. Speaking of um, things rocky, so K-Fed has finally earned my respect. Yes, he's we, a stand-up individual now. We talked about it in the uh, Hideout Headlines game show. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Federline uh, recently called Malibu's Moon Shadows restaurant prior to his wife's arrival not to arrange any sort of surprise or plan anything romantic but to take another opportunity to tell perfect strangers that his wife is a fat ass after britney's party finished their meal the waiter refused to bring out any dessert tray and repeatedly told britney i'm sorry miss spears your husband called here a few minutes ago and told us you weren't allowed to have dessert <laughs> in fact we've been told no one at the table can have dessert because you'll eat it. Kudos to K-Fed. I say all of the Clear Channel stations add Popozal. Yes, I think he's deserved it now. He knows how to, uh, he, he wants to make sure his woman uh, returns to her normal shape. And he's taken every measure possible to do it. Now this, now this won't mean anything to you guys here in Orlando, unfortunately. But we used to have a guy on our show called Spoon. Mm-hmm. And those of you, actually, a few of the heretics have gone back and listened to the old Saturday night episodes. Wow. Spoon was a uh, dirt stash. <laughs> he was very Federline-esque. 
He was one of these guys where he's very much white guy into the hip hop culture. Um, kind of real thought he was down, but uh, thought he was cool. But I remember one Saturday night in the hideout, back when it was all half face hideout, him telling us a story mm-hmm. of his girlfriend and him doing the exact same thing. And like he would pinch her fat. To, like, remind her that she didn't need to eat uh, sweets. Yeah, like, whenever she got around that kind of food, he'd just uh, give a little jiggle to her, to her uh, little side roll, and and say, hey, this isn't for you. Now, is this maybe the worst thing ever? Or is it the best? Now, if you're a woman, Kimmy and Kat, I don't even know where, uh, where they would begin to fall on this issue. I think... Do you think he's a good husband for saying, you know what, sweetie? You're not at that point in your life anymore where you can eat everything. I think uh, when you're married to someone, you don't hide anything. And if that's the way you feel, you should uh, express it. If she doesn't like that's how he feels, divorce him. Couldn't you, could you imagine being Britney Spears and the waiter telling you, uh, yeah, your husband said not only can you not have dessert, none of your uh, little picky friends can either <laughs> because you'll eat it. You can't control yourself. Even if someone else has it at their, uh, their, uh, their spot at the table, you're going to jump across them to get it. Um, I love, I've always had this feeling about Federline. He's got some spell over this chick that he's able to get away with this stuff. You know what I mean? He's got to clean up her poo. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to eat dessert. He, he knows it gives her the runs. Stains the carpet. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in that case? Because I'm sure she was like, you know, well, I demand you to give me dessert. I'm sure she just cried in her fat little chin. Like, what does the server do? Does he have to weigh out who's more important and whose word counts more? Or do you just run? I mean, I would would imagine when you are at a place, they kind of have to serve you. I mean, you are your own person. Unless you are like a minor or something, they have to serve you. Or not. K-Fed said no. And he obviously K-Fed K- has power. K-Fed wears the pants because Brittany can't fit in them. That's just the way it appears. Maybe she just gave up on pants. Mm. Well, she likes to wear those uh, jumpsuits. Because there's no button. In the- that was my homage to Harry What about sweatpants? Where we are. <laughs> and, uh... Tara cell. <laughs> A ranch somewhere. Everybody should add this now. <laughs> Could you imagine? All right, like I'm with a chick right now, and if I told her, if she was going out to eat with her friends, I couldn't imagine. First of all, she doesn't uh, need to, or uh, like to watch what she eats. She's so hot. But if I couldn't imagine calling up and saying, "Hey, uh, the pretty uh, brunette Auburn house, don't give her any food." Just a salad for her, please. <laughs> who the hell does that? Who calls ahead? Someone who has it all together and knows what he wants in his woman. This man. You know I said I liked him? I hate him again. No. After hearing this. I actually like the song now. Ironically, this is about big booties and how he likes them. 
He likes big booties. He doesn't like obese ones. That genius, I do shout. I just think they pop those out. That genius, I do shout. I just think they pop those out. Maybe Popo Sal was actually the name of the dessert she wanted to order. Think she's into that? Why? Why go to the scat joke? I'm hungry. Then let's break, and I'll feed you. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Uh, uh, uh. Thursday night in the Hideout, it's Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041, star1041 if you have a singular wireless phone. How do you get that kind of power on a hot chick that K-Fed has? Is it just, is it having the right kind of self-esteem and picking a girl with the right kind of low self-esteem and like certain issues and then you just... You pick and you prey on them? Some guys have a sense for it. Some guys have a sense for the girls that they can control. <laughs> Matt, that's uh, since you were born without, huh? Yeah. I'm working on it, though. I'm working See, on it. How's you it have the opportunity to get that, though. How's it going with you and Jill Bate? I don't know. I, uh, I've talked to her uh, last night, I think. What did you talk about? Babies? Future? Marriage? Yeah. Moving in together? Uh, what positions? Uh, Are you going to Melbourne? No. I think uh, she might be coming up sometime soon. Oh, nice. Good for you, my friend. Yeah, you need to go down there and see a play. Chorus. Jason in Daytona Beach here in the hideout. What's up, Jason? All right, what's going on? Hey, buddy. Uh, no, I just wanted to comment on this, man. Me personally, if my woman was worth that much money, I would make her eat tofu. Now, you know what? That could be the angle. Jason, you may be brilliant. It, he may have seen it as, okay, this is my uh, meal ticket, and my meal ticket can't get fat because the fat Brittany isn't lining my pockets. Yeah, that's Carney an investment Wilson right there. Carney Wilson is not making any more money. That's true. Carney Wilson, yeah, she she's not making money. She's thin now, though. That's the yeah, point. that's true. She was the opposite, though. Her power was in her fatness, like Samson in his hair. No, it was because people liked bad music in 1990. <laughs> what are you, you talking about? How do you call Wilson Phillips bad? Uh, I meant bad like they're so bad, they're great. Exactly. They're bad, Thank fat asses. Um, Whores. But maybe that's Three what... Three no talent. Now, maybe uh, Fed and uh, Brittany had a thing going on of, all right, because sometimes you work this out, where you and your chick, or you know, maybe you and your best friend... Look, man, as bad as I want that cake, just remind me that I can't have it. Just to get back to Wilson Phillips real quick. How can you say this is bad? It's classic. I feel single. Wasn't it in Harold and Kumar where they were just singing this? Yeah. I know this pain. I know this pain. Speaking of bad 80s music. Up in these chains. Matt Albert sent me a great um, link this afternoon. I guess... A couple of University of Texas basketball players mm-hmm. yeah. are caught lip-syncing to Totally Clips of the Heart. <laughs> shirtless. Sh- three of them shirtless. <laughs> I, I'd be there. I can't. Oh, hold on.
Is it now going to be a nightly thing where you two homos bust in the song? one more day. Well, we could always make a third homo bust in the song. I need you more tonight. I think this song made a comeback because of old school. Yeah, and remember the wedding singer yeah, the in, band. in old school? Yeah. Adding the F-bomb throughout it. And this is a fantastic song to get with a couple of your buddies shirtless and singing to your computer. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. That's for the after show meeting. Thank you for putting this in, by the way. I only have it from that... Bad game show we did of songs we should be embarrassed to like. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye. Uh, Dubs, an update real fast <laughs> on the um, autistic kid mm-hmm. who scored 20 points in three minutes. Here's a news story update on what's going Is on. Is Carney Wilson's kid? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> It all sounds like a Hollywood creation. Jason McElwain was always the biggest supporter, the manager, the scout, the friend. When he finally suited up, he just wanted to make one shot, and it happened. And then it happened again, and again, and again, and again. And just like a perfectly scripted movie, Jason's teammates carried him off the court. I was stunned, to be honest with you. I was stunned. The kids were going crazy. In the past several days, more than half a dozen movie studios have called Jason's parents, offering to buy the rights to his story. Jason's teammates are already talking about which actor should play the hero. Hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. That'd be a good one? Yeah, that'd be a good one. Anybody play guitar? Uh, Frankie Muniz yeah. would be good, too, I think. <laughs> But the McElwain family is not in a rush to make a movie deal. They've hired an attorney to help them with the offers, and they wonder what might change to make a better script. I'd be, obviously, we'd be concerned, you know, we don't want to, you know, we love our son and we want him to be, you know, portrayed in a good light. Make Jason normal. is excited about the possibility. <laughs> make him smart. It's more than Give I him a brain. <laughs> Let him this concentrate is, on other things. Dream come true. One. Let him multitask. For now, those four magical minutes have become one moment, frozen in time. But even Jason's parents admit it might be hard to deny Hollywood this unlikely story. Then they stormed the court and then put them on his shoulders. That no one's going to believe that it actually happened if they see it in the movie studio. No, no, no. They, I don't know. They, they're going to think it's corny, probably. I uh, <laughs> Nice positive outlook on it. <laughs> well, remember when I told you when I saw this, I'm like, dude, this is so a movie of the week, mm-hmm. at the very least. It sounds like it might be bigger. These many people are uh, coming is, up to him. It's going to be bigger. It just depends, because I know you're kind of... You hated Rudy because it turns out Rudy was a fake and just a real ass. Yeah, he was a bastard. Just a complete ass. All right, hold on. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> before you sissies get back to singing. Uh, is there a particular reason why a fight has broken out on hideoutheretics.net? With who? I guess someone spoke disparagingly of uh, SBK Live, which should not have happened. True. Because SBK Live kicks ass, and SBK is our boy. And and now SBK had this, he signed up for the hideoutsheretics.net, which is fantastic. Good. But oh, it's just not 
It's not good. Why? <laughs> Newest uh, member, Nutzilla. SBK, <laughs> That's our friend, SBK. Our buddy. So, so what's the beef? <sighs> Jimmy Jam. Mm. What do you do now? <laughs> I I stick up for you all the time, but he happened in in defense of us when the whole thing about our podcasting and our foam sign and our placement on the old website. Mm-hmm. He, for some reason, he called. He just said something. Not not. You got to go to hideoutheretics.net. This yeah, thing, we got to say it again. I'm on not the even going to say it on the air because then who knows what would happen? Someone cut it up and make it sound like I said it. Yes, uh, Matt. He just took an unnecessary flamethrower to just everything to the show, and it's really no necess- not necessary to do that. It had nothing to do with yeah. anything, really. So, and I don't blame SBK for wanting to you know, step up on hideoutheretics.net and defend his show. I'm glad he's reading it. It's a great show. Glad he's on the forums. And now it's just, it's not... And, of course, Bong Swat steps up and says, hey, come on. And he talks great about SBK, which should be. He should be the leader, Bong Swat. He is great. Yeah. I like Jimmy Jam, too. And Jimmy Jam was trying to stick up for our show. Yeah, he he said something that shouldn't have been said in the middle of defending us, which makes it difficult. Exactly. But Bong Swat can be positive and not have to go to the negative route and take someone else down along with it. Well, why don't you just go give him a handy? I will next time I see him. I think he's coming in tomorrow. Uh-huh. Got a stunt for you. <laughs> That's the way you get back into the good graces. Yeah, I got the lotion. Where'd the girls go? They hear massaging each other naked. Oh, wow. That's what goes on in the hideout, my friends. <laughs> That's what you're missing. And also Wilson Phillips. I mean, seriously, it's like uh, cats murdering each other. You're the pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the the girls standing up off the uh, floor, wiping down. You gotta wipe down, otherwise, you ruin your panties. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to the hideout. Coming up next, heard it first in the hideout, J Dubs. All the big stories that have broken since I don't know seven. We'll talk about them. Wrap it up. Is this just you? This is just me. It's a hideout. Rocking like docking. Real Radio 104.1. Journey. Yep. Ah. No. No, Sorry, that was premature. Yes. You have when the lights go down. Your mom was all about Journey, huh? This song only. Oh, just this one? I, this is one that just sticks out to me. Like, whenever it came on, I right, hold on. Crank. Start it over. Let's analyze the song as if your mom was maybe uh, listening to it. All Probably right. crying. All right. Yeah, like uh, 95FM WBIC, we got Journey. And then all of a sudden, reaching for the, uh, the stereo and all the way out. Is your mom... Let's analyze your mom for a second. Picking her hair right now. A little hairspray mist. That's her. Living in a lonely world. Oh, your mom's lonely. Mm-hmm. He took the midnight train going anywhere. She wanted to escape. 
never did, though. Still there. Going through her gold pu- buckled purse, <laughs> looking looking for a lighter in her parliaments. No, Capri 120s. <laughs> of course. Oh, your poor mom. She was uh, incredibly sad. But happy whenever this song came on. Someone finally described her. It took her to her happy place, Brighton. <laughs> a singer in a smoky room. Smoky room. That's her. Smell of wine and cheap That's her. That's her. It's so sad. It goes on and on and on and on. School hallways. I actually never have actually listened to this song. Kind of depressing. That still puts a smile on my face. You like to see your mom depressed. <laughs> I guess. Hit air drums. Stamper and Bear Lake here in the hideout. What's up, Stamper? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. What's that smell? What's up, Matt? No. Hey, did y'all, any of y'all's mom ever have a Christmas album that they insisted on playing, even like in June? Mm-hmm. All right, what was that one? Um, I can't think of what my mom, I don't know if my mom was particularly into, oh! I th- Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Let me tell you, <laughs> I wanted to shoot myself in the head. My mom, another one she would play is, remember when uh, Linda Ronstadt went to, to the whole Spanish thing? She would oh, yeah. play that over and over and over again on road trips from Dallas, Texas to Midland. And, I and when did. you're a kid, there's nothing you can do. You touch the dial, you get a bruised hand. No, no, so, no, when you hear this... No, you're exactly right. And I gotta go and like... Like you, when you're driving on a road trip, you get your pillow and you stuff it over your head. And you just lie down in the back seat just wishing the car would crash. Oh, there's nothing you can do. If they think you're trying to drown it out, they'll turn it up. <laughs> yeah. This is all right, what... we'll see y'all Saturday. Alright. This is what music was good. Listen to this. <laughs> You're that scratching in this. Not like the crap you listen to. Pass me another cigarette. <laughs> you can light it, you're fine. Thank God I'm gay. <laughs> Reach over the shotgun. I have HIV. <laughs> Not sure what that has to do with anything, but okay. Thank God I'm gay. <laughs> Just gives feeling left out, I suppose. Thank God I'm gay. <laughs> Thank God I'm gay. <laughs> God, I'm gay. Oh, God. Thank I God, pity, I'm gay. I pity Stamper. Break it down. Uh, yeah. Where's my fiddle? Somebody's got to be playing spoons. Come on. Thank God, I'm gay. Alright. Can we get out of here? J-Dubs. Nice little trip down memory. They don't happen to have any Linda Ronstadt Spanish, do they? No. I don't think Rumbo would play it. What's the song? I don't know. Look for one that's in Spanish. <laughs>
Oh, so you start the out music early, huh? No, that's how it's timed out to now. Oh, It'll vary every day, apparently. Oh, it does it on its own? No, no, it just depends how many commercials they have logged in and everything now. Oh, heard it first in the hideout. Hold on, let's do this one real fast. Is this it? No, nah, it's not it. Nah. There's a lot of Linda Randstad or whatever her name is. Why? But there's nothing in Spanish. Oh, let me go see. All right. <clears throat> when Will I Be Loved? Tumbling Dice? <laughs> Tracks of My Heart? It's So Easy? That'll Be the Day? Uh, Blue Bayou, is that one? No. Heat Wave? No. Is that one of the morning guys played? What were their names? I don't know. They were just the morning guys. <laughs> Tune in for the morning guys. Y95. And <laughs> eh, not there. The guys in the morning. They have the super sounder. <laughs> The donkey picks of the week. Oh, wait, that's another man. <laughs> All right, here we go, J-Dubs. Here first in the hideout. Senate GOP faces vote to increase debt. Republicans in the state and the uh, Senate face a difficult but necessary vote in the coming week to allow the Treasury to pad the $8.2 trillion national debt by another, oh, nearly $800 billion. Whoa, whoa. That's the phrase that pays. You're listening to the morning, guys. Arctic, Antarctic ice sheet melting rapidly. Oops. I think we're going down a slippery slope here. Oh. <laughs> Just want to mention the chat times. 10.56 in the PM. Bing bong. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> A nurse who killed at least 29 patients was sent to prison for the rest of his life and 11 more. Uh, 11 life terms. Hmm. And timetable said to complete. He wouldn't even be safe if he was a cat. Scoot a wee bop. Ooh. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Hey, all right, time for some thank yous. Uh, thank you to Brett Bushy for coming in. And making our night. Mm-hmm. OrlandoPredators.com, of course. The next game is this Sunday versus the Avengers. Sunday at noon at the TD Waterhouse. Go support the Predators. 407-44-PREDS for ticket info. Of course, there's always the monster sec- section there. That uh, Donald uh, Albertson guy has a book signing tomorrow. He joined us tonight. Uh, book signing is tomorrow at the Altamont Mall, the Barnes & Noble from 7 to 9, and also the Barnes & Noble on Saturday from 7 to 9, the one on Sand Lake Road. And, of course, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The world wrestling legends. Uh, Jimmy Hart joined us in the hideout tonight. And, of mm-hmm. course, Russ Rollins wrestling. Coco Beware tomorrow. The, the Birdman. In the hideout. All of that information is on the hideout page on realradio.fm along with the podcasting and everything else. And, of always, uh, go check out hideoutheretics.net. And be somebody. Thanks to the massage therapist, Kimmy and Kat. Link who stopped by. And in Rich Rich, who I'm sure we'll see a lot of in the next week, vacationing down here in Orlando. Uh, wake up with the monsters in the morning. Shannon Burke, Midday's Phil Fall in the afternoon. Oh, thank you to Shannon for calling the show tonight, too. And, uh. And sorry, SBK. Yeah, and, um. We're out of time. I can't even get through it all. Uh. Hideout, Real Radio 104.1. We out, be bitch. Some, be somebody always talk good. Exactly. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000.
be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Take him to the floor. Step on the floor. Step on the floor. Take him to the floor. Cause I. Thank God I'm gay. Thank God I'm gay. Thank God I'm gay. I'm not interested. Thank God I'm gay. Five thousand.